0: Welcome to Street Fight Radio, Sunday night, time for a street fight, we're taking the calls. As always, that number to dial is 614-655-3887. We're going to be here for the next three hours looking for stories about small business tyrants, DARE officers, anything you like really, we want to hear from you. Uh, You always have interesting stuff to share and questions to ask us, we're open for anything. Uh, it's Street Fighter Radio Call-In Show. And we're going to have an ABCD show coming up soon. All, anyone But this Dude show, I think, uh, in early October. I haven't picked a, the exact Sunday yet, but it's going to happen then. Uh, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it out in Columbus, Ohio. And you can hear us on WCRS, the best community radio uh, that there is from, from what I've seen. Uh, You can find them on 98.3 or 92.7 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio. So, with that being said, uh, bonus content that's out. We just dropped the new episode of 100 Million Tons of Steel, our heavy metal podcast. We talked to Jess Skolnick, the lead singer of Daddy's Boy, and the senior editor at Bandcamp about their favorite types of metal, so give that one a listen. Uh, We also watched the food that made america and that's on the way soon so lots of stuff to see on patreon.com street radio and that's how you support the show so we can get bigger and better to spread this mess across the u.s subscribe on patreon we got shocktober 2 coming in like two weeks
1: some version of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh uh yeah yeah come we're coming it's come something's coming we'll see uh how you doing Great. I'm tired. <clears throat> Abilify. My new drug that I'm on. I think has got me uh got my brain messed. Oh, you don't little. feel abilified? I don't feel like I have abilities right now. Oh no. No, I'm just really tired. I don't I'm not usually this tired this early. I, I drank some coffee before I came here. My eyes are kinda heavy and just kind of down, but also was that way before this. So, you know, maybe they the, the Abilify is going to make it better. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. they're shooting for. They, you know, asked me how I was feeling. I said, not great. And they said, here, try this. And, you know, just waiting for my body to get used to it or whatever. So I'm yeah. tired as fuck, though, man. I am so tired. For a guy that goes to bed when he wants and get ups, gets up when he wants, I feel real tired right now
0: yeah i uh spent some time in the sun today for the first time in a while and i forgot how much that fucking just drains you yeah when i got home i slept for about an hour
1: yeah i was out all day but i felt great i was out all day it was kind of that was i mean i don't know you know i fell down today which is always just humiliating when there's cars driving by you know Which just like I was walking and sometimes I have this thing where I roll my ankle and almost go down, which is humiliating in itself and is not a product of like a weekend. Like there isn't a thing in your body that makes you roll your ankle and almost fall down. It just happens to people sometimes, but I'm always humiliated by it. It's like being humiliated about having to go to the bathroom, you know, and uh, today I like went to roll my what?
0: It's humiliating to use the bathroom. Yeah, I find it to be. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, we never told that story on the podcast though about when I was on my way to your party.
0: Oh no, we didn't.
1: The your Kentucky Derby party. Yeah. I uh, when when we party at Brett's house, I god. walk over. Oh god. <laughs> when we party at Brett's house, I walk over if it's during the day because you know you don't have to be here till we don't have to be here till like two or three. I get a nice little walk in and I meet my family here and uh you know it it works out it gives me the confidence to party for the rest of the day so i'm walking over here and uh i gotta go to the bathroom real bad i i am talking twosies and i'm talking where where at a spot in the city not a lot around where you can go to right not a lot of public restrooms no because most places aren't Letting you use them anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if there were five places, because there are little stores and shit, but like, they ain't gonna let you do it, you know? And plus, I would never, I would never walk into like a boutique and say, look, I'm having an emergency. And then doing what I have to do there would be. Yeah, That would, I mean, they would probably fucking call the police on me.
0: <laughs> yeah, for doing a crime?
1: Yeah, they would have to call the plumber when it's over and everything. So, like, I yeah. was like, okay, here's the plan. I'm about a quarter mile from a Target. And going to this Target, they got powerful turrets there, so that's not even a problem. You can crack the bowl if you have to. Okay? Yeah, you can go nuts on a Target, man. <laughs> and uh, so I finally get to this Target, and I sit down... Wait, is,
0: like you, it's rushing out of you. Like
1: it's crazy. You're it's, like
0: holding your, you're like using your thumb and forefinger to squeeze your butt cheeks together. and getting it, in? They
1: call it stiff legging. I was <laughs> yes. stiff leg walking. Okay, okay, just like I didn't want to like bend my knees because it was going to be a problem. <laughs> sure. And my stomach was just, it was like making noise, and it was just like, and I, my stomach had been hurting for a couple of days too. Okay. And I didn't, you know, I, I, my stomach hurts half the time, so didn't know what to do but but like i i uh uh uh, took my medicine or whatever and and things started to feel better i I got things moving again and i get to this fucking target and i go to the bathroom there's nobody in the fucking bathroom but while i'm there a guy comes in and gets in the turlet next to me Uh uh-huh and he's making fun of my shit wait what yeah he's like making comments about me (laughs) While Wait. I'm in the bathroom, he's like, Woo, you got it. Wow, what's going on <laughs> oh over there, my man? God, This is, it, wow, this place smell. And, you know, he was like really going, and I was just silent. I was like, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I really, and then like, so I just, <laughs> I just kind of stayed there until he left because I didn't, I didn't like want the guy to see that I was the guy that came out yeah, of the thing. Yeah. Even though I fucking he- look like the type of guy who could do that. You oh, know what I mean? He would have told everybody. Oh, I know. Oh, this, he just put on a show in there. <laughs> it was loud, too. it It was, like, also loud. It was just, like... I, but know, but- I was so embarrassed, dude. I just was like, dude, you don't have. Yeah, I that's wanted- fucking wild. I wanted to do like a heart to heart with the guy through the wall yeah. in the stall. Like, dude, you don't have to make a big deal out of it, man. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. But then it's like I have even. Have a heart. Yeah. I also have a voice that some people can recognize. Now, I don't think I'm famous. And I don't think that a lot of people in town know who I am. But a few hundred people in town know who I am. So I also don't want to be sitting on the toilet and talking and then have somebody be like, oh, I know that voice. You know, it's just I'm not going to talk. And plus, again, if I go to the bathroom to pee and somebody's like dropping bombs in the bathroom, like I like to get out before they get out because I don't want to embarrass them by seeing them come out of the stall. Like I try to hurry up as a courtesy. So it was wild because there was a guy peeing and then a guy on the other side of me, you know, in the handicap stall, like going at it. And they were fucking commenting over my head, over my stall about me using the bathroom. (laughs) More
0: than one person? Yeah, it was two people in the bathroom having a
1: fucking, it was, it ended up like being a roast because they were making fun of one guy. I don't know if they knew each other. Or something, but it was just like, that was, that was humiliating that. And they never saw me. So nobody knows who knows who I was or anything. So, so you know, for the listeners, I'm safe <laughs> That's on that front. Nobody saw me. Nobody knows that it was me. Nobody knows who was in there doing that, you know? Yeah. But, oh my God, that's why. So that's why when I say humiliating, it's like when I roll my ankle, that's, humiliating to me it just it looks like you're falling and you know because i do it when somebody does it in front of me i'm like you know it's bully instincts from way back in time when 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 you grow up a dude like i was at least when somebody gets hurt your first instinct is to laugh at them until you find out that they're like actually really hurt and you know jason here has a scar on his eyebrow because one day we were at uh, the elementary school fucking around being, you know, idiots. And he had a metal baseball bat and he whacked the uh, pole on the side of the uh, uh, backstop on a baseball diamond. Yeah. And the bat bounced back and hit him right above the eye. You can still see the scar above his eyebrow, hit him right above the eye. And I never laughed as hard as when I saw that bat hit him in the head and him go down and then he had to go to the hospital and get like nine stitches and I was like well that wasn't as funny as previous, yeah (laughs) but it was so funny in the moment and today I was just walking and my ankle must have rolled but I was also standing next to like a dip in the ground that was probably two inches and I just fell straight down just straight down a car's driving by and Katie was like you know did the car stop and I was like you know what? Fucking no, it didn't. Rude. But then I realized about two weeks ago, I was on this show and I was saying, like, if somebody gets hurt, I'm not stopping. You know, I would never stop. If I saw somebody fall down, I would never stop and say something. So I kind of deserved that. But yeah. yeah, I went down today on a rolled ankle. I'm OK now. You know,
0: do you do you like drag your feet when you walk?
1: No, I don't know what it is, man. It just sometimes my ankle will like give out and slide, go down to the side, you know? Yeah. You'll just be down on your side, and you almost fall. I don't. I don't even know why it happens, or 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 what what it does, but it just happens sometimes. It's always always happened. I always just assume it happened to everybody. Sometimes your ankle will just go boom, give out on you. You know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I took a fall today. I took a nice spill today while I was out. But then, other than that, very normal day. You know, other than being, I'm really tired. You know, like Ugh. yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, that, that turlet story is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Yep. That, was, that was maybe one of my top humiliating moments. It reminds me of when I was in the seventh grade and I raised my hand in class and a teacher called on me and said, can I go to the bathroom? And she said, yes. And I said, it's a poop because I didn't think you were allowed to do that in yeah. school and she was like I don't care what you're doing and gave me the pass and I laughed and but like everybody thought it was like really funny that I asked if I could do it that was another big like I just have so much weird I don't like the fart I don't like any of that stuff uh-huh. like I couldn't have been a shock jock cuz can't handle it. If I'm in a room full of, and I'm in this room with Jason and Brett, who bust farts like crazy, man. But I try not to. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll wait till I leave. I'm a big wait till. I'm gonna wait till I leave. <clears throat>
0: yeah, that's nice. That's that's polite.
1: <laughs> My parents would get so mad at Jason when he would do it that they would sometimes tell him to go to the bathroom. Hey, go to the damn bathroom when you're gonna do that. Yeah. And it's just like that. Probably also creates. Some kind of weirdness about that kind of thing, you know, because we would giggle our heads off as yeah. kids, you know. Yeah. When 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 somebody cuts oh. a gasser. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have an idea. Um, I was talking to somebody, and I want to know if the callers you don't, just real quick if you have any like extra money making stuff. Because I know people, right, someone started a a thing in the Street Fighters group about, like, how to make an extra couple bucks right now. But I was talking to a friend of mine who said that their wife is a big plant nut and, like, follows all the stuff on Instagram and Reddit and all that. And they go to, like, Meyers and Menards and, like, places that don't normally sell plants, wait for them to go on clearance, and then sell them on Facebook Marketplace. So they'll buy like a fiddle leaf fig for $20 and then put it on Facebook marketplace for $45 and people will just come buy it.
1: Yeah. Katie's been selling a lot of shit. So we got uh, that smoothie blender that I talked about last week on the show. And so we had a blender and a food processor that were junk. They were pure fucking junk. I mean, one of these, the blender was one a guy gave me for free off of i think craigslist i just was like it said free blender i was like put it on your porch i'll go and grab it you know yeah, yeah. and the uh, uh food processor was one of those crummy things you get from the the work uh uh points you know and they're like you get yeah. twenty thousand points in this shitty catalog full of shitty stuff and uh we had those and uh i was making room for the new blender in a cabinet we had and i took the food processor out and the blender out and i went to throw them in the garbage ah uh, right okay ca- <laughs> <laughs> just like, was, that's my fucking like way of solving problems is like oh there's no room for something well let's throw some stuff away then and she was like whoa 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 i can sell these got 23 bucks out of them and right. they were pure fucking junk dude there i i don't know why somebody would have paid 15 bucks for that blender just pure it, it was chrome a, like a chrome look to oh. it you take a picture it's of a something nice it's cr- no it's not yeah it's- exactly they put they made it to look like a very nice thing but uh uh 23 bucks isn't bad really for some junk i, I was about to throw in the trash i love twenty three you know <laughs> yeah she's she just if i say i don't want something man it's like uh if i say i don't want something it's like oh uh I'll put it on marketplace and then it sells. It just sells people like buying shit, I guess. And I think like it's, it's the, it's also the, like you can't roam. Well, you can, but people aren't roaming around stores as much. So there's something to like just sitting on your sitting, sitting on your couch, scrolling through this feed of just this unending feed of people's junk keeps coming up. And you're like, Oh, that's a good like it's good deals. You you feel like you're getting a good deal because you're buying somebody's junk that they don't care about. And they're just charging like a, a small amount of money because they're like, "Oh, wouldn't it be a gag if we got 10 bucks for this?" You yeah. know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh you know, for things like the house plants, people that normally go to like a nursery or something and pay full price have, you know, it's no difference to them. They you know, they're not they're not on target.com looking for house plants, you know.
1: No, but they probably think they're getting a fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I should learn how to do all that stuff. It seems like you can really make good money just selling shit yeah. in your you house. Yeah,
0: to give up free time.
1: But I mean, not really, though, because, like, Katie doesn't... I mean, she the way that she uses Marketplace, I think, is wild. Because she does actually spend a lot of time driving to different parts of the city to pick some stuff up but when she's selling stuff you know it's just throw it out on the porch you don't have to really do anything you just have to answer your messages every now and then you know yeah but uh that is a good way to make money i mean if you don't have anything to sell obviously it's not good but man if you can figure out a way to get some stuff on marketplace you you can get 20 30 bucks here and there you know I saw somebody today driving a fucking BMW to do Grubhub, and I was just like, we are just in a world of fucking shit I, right now.
0: I mean, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, a lot of my Instacart people are like Lexus SUVs, and it's like, just downgrade. Just downgrade your fucking it's not their life. fault,
1: though. They were like living- Sure. You know, they're in a, a lease or, or a-, a a payment schedule that they were in when they were fucking making good money right you know and it's such a, it's like when when you see a person doing instacart or grubhub or uber eats or something in a benz or something like that and you're just like man this we this this shouldn't be happening you know what i mean like why is this happening <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but what are you gonna do, man? Uh, I guess we gotta touch on before we get to the phones the uh, Supreme Court thing, which was pretty. I mean, I feel like that's something people want to hear about. Who? Who
0: are you, Winston Churchill? What do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) I was like Tom Brokaw. There you go.
1: No, I'm not Tom Brokaw. I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, people feel a lot of despair about it. Oh, really? And I just, I I want to say that I feel the same amount of despair I felt before this happened. <clears throat> uh, uh, don't think it's, I mean, obviously there's a lot to worry about, but like, you know, you gotta let these things fucking play out, you know, and see what happens. But it is very fun. Not It's not fun at all, but it is like, I do, I've gotten a little bit of like watching if you Google like honor and dignity and stuff like that, and you see the Democrat people being like Senate, sir, Mitch McConnell, Senator, uh, how dare you go back on your, <laughs> you know what I mean? That he w- cause I guess it was like, you know, when Obama went to nominate a guy, they were like, you shouldn't nominate somebody in an election year. And in this time now they're like, oh, we got to nominate somebody. So Um. I think we're kind of fucked, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, obviously these things are either going to get real bad or we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we don't, this stuff is so far out of our fucking control, you know, like, especially the Supreme court, the Supreme court, since, since I've been doing this show has always been something that's really sort of it's really been something that's bothered me because yeah. it feels like something that's totally out of the, con- that, like that is the presidency, the Senate and the house feels totally out of our control. But I think we rationalize that it is yeah. within our control. <laughs>
0: you know, we feel like we got a shot at getting in. There.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the Supreme court, it just is a thing that's like the final say on a lot of shit and, uh, you know, donate to Planned Parenthood and and stuff like that you know if if you have money i know a lot of people were kind of bummed about it this week but i mean i think we all were fair i i felt like prepared that this was going to happen you know (laughs) she was a pretty old lady yeah i was like i was a little bit when i got home that night. obviously i was pissed off at her for not but then i started to think about it right it's like she didn't retire in 2013, 14 or 2015 and she should have. But I think if you asked any person walking the earth right now that doesn't have a terminal disease, any person, if the person's 95, they would say they probably got four more years in them. You know, <laughs> like I don't know a lot of people that wouldn't say like, "Oh, it's I got four more years in me. I can I can make it through." this four years so like i do think in her mind it was a sound decision because it was like you just can't imagine yourself getting to that point you know
0: uh yeah i don't think it was i mean it was all it was all based upon hillary clinton winning i guess yeah that was a
1: that was a goofy uh, gamble to take no 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 but i'm saying that like i think even when she started thinking about like okay well if she doesn't win then I can, because she had uh, to have in her mind that there was a possibility that Hillary Clinton wasn't going to right. win. There was always a possibility of that, and I think probably when people asked her about that possibility, she probably figured she had four more years left in her. You know, yeah. I and mean, I can make it four more years. You know, yeah. Now it's going Now she's gonna be replaced by Adam Carolla, and that's just the world we're gonna have to live.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um. I don't know i i honestly uh don't haven't paid attention and don't give a shit
1: i mean i just saw that she's dead i haven't paid attention to anything really yeah my screen time was down 25 percent this week oh congratulations and i get a little report every sunday i was feeling pretty good about myself
0: yeah i don't know i guess it's the people that are the most the people the ones that are that are being allowed the and they're most afraid are the ones that feel like it's just now getting bad. And like you said, it it felt like this in 2012 too.
1: Yeah. I do think that there's a lot of people with a lot to lose on, on this, on, on this, especially on this situation. Like I, I, it really infuriates me. Well, I think what infuriates me the most is that she didn't retire. You know, she's, I guess a smart person, you know? And I think, I think it really does bother me i think so as well that a lot of people that bothers me and i don't like this idea that like people are now like you didn't go out and vote for hillary clinton now look what you did and it's like man she could have she could have retired in 2015 yeah you know what i mean i think that's the thing like we were we were around mutual friends last night and you know none of i and this is probably just because the way it's reported you know none of them brought up like she was pretty old, like in twenty fourteen and and I think maybe even had cancer already, yeah, in two
0: thousand and nine she had cancer, yeah,
1: so she should have retired because there's no sure things in this world, yeah and and like uh uh, seeing them, I know they were stressed out and and like they saw it as a tragedy that she died and all this stuff and and like you know obviously i don't care, but uh uh the uh uh the anger was with everything. There wasn't anger at her Uh particularly. And she's the person who made ultimately the decision that led to this, you know, it's frustrating. And I think it's just because the way the news reports on it is like, well, you know, well,
0: yeah. And like you said, I mean, they're expected to be like oracles, like so old wise ones on the mountaintops that are, you know, seers. I don't know if they're supposed to, did they ever step down or yeah do they
1: get a magic scepter fuck you know what dude like i can't even think if i remember i don't think one has retired since me and you have been doing this so obviously, we don't know <laughs> what the people before <laughs> did because we weren't ever looking at it. you know we weren't i i don't think either one of us cared about the Supreme Court before we started doing this show, and we we you know only tangentially care about it doing this show so yeah I don't think one has retired since we started doing street fight at the very least. i don't think I would retire i I really don't I think i'm a, a crazy enough fucking person that it would just be like, ah, I'll do it next year. You know, uh, like a lot of people when they get super, super old, they don't, and they're still working, right? You're working past 80, you know, you gotta have, you gotta think like, I don't know what life looks like if I retire. And I also think that there's a lot of people who think that if they retire, they die. That is yeah. like the, I've heard people say like, I can't, I, I, the only thing keeping me alive is work. And you see people die one month after they retire quite a bit.
0: that's
1: true So maybe she just was, I mean, not maybe she didn't really believe that in her heart of hearts, but maybe in the back of her mind, she was like, you know, if I'm not doing this I, yeah, I'm definitely I'm, gone. What am I gonna fucking do? Yeah, you know what? What do we even have to hold on for? But uh, the 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 anger is just so misplaced right now. With unlike Mitch McConnell, a guy who I mean we all know is a huge. He I mean he deserves anger, but we also all knew he was a big piece of shit <laughs> before this happened, and he was not going to not take this shot. You know what I mean? To yeah. to to replace her. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried, but, uh, also, you know, willing to do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing to do as Brett, Brett has said in the past, I think, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this happen, to make whatever has to happen, happen. Yeah. You know, that's, I'll just leave it at that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. It's uh, it's really tough because it's just the whole thing is set up to give them the power. Like, they remain in power, uh, and people aren't turned off by it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Then the, the Republicans are great, excellent at fucking government.
1: I know, and that's maybe one of the funnier things about it is that they're looked like as the dummies, and the Democrats are these, like, states- Men, these polite, gentle statesmen types things. And you're like, you're a bunch of, they're losers, is what they are. (laughs) I've already, yeah. 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 Let's get some calls, man. man. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's goof around, you know?
0: Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
1: Is this me? It's you. you. Hey, how's it going? It's me. Wow. Yeah, it's going great. How are you guys? I'm okay. Well, you know. I'm looking at Glenn Beck right now and Matt Iglesias talking to each other. It's just on my computer. Man, fuck Glenn Beck. He looks way different now, though. What's he
0: doing? What's his new grift?
1: I haven't seen him in a while. My dad used to watch him. Yeah. I mean, I liked him. I didn't like him as a. Well, he was the first political talk radio I ever listened to in my life, like that I got way into because I thought he was a shock jock and he wasn't. (laughs) obviously once i found out he was mormon i got a little bit like oh okay <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> but i thought glenn beck was a shock jock when i oh. first when i first found him and uh he he didn't end up being one but uh uh i don't know he just looks wild oh. I, I don't know i saw his face on the screen and i was like god he looks wild he looks he like looks colonel wild. sanders now he does he he, he used, looks
0: he used to look like a like a beatnik poet yes now he looks like colonel sanders
1: he's gone sanders yes he
2: looks like colonel sanders
1: yeah, he's wearing like a bolo tie and a uh, denim shirt. So he's moved on from uh, uh, scarves and and like looking like an author to this new yeah cool oh, look. So what's up? Good for him, I guess.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: uh, just hanging out, smoking. I'm uh I'm Jack from Kansas City. What's um, up, Jack? Uh, this is the first time calling in, but I've been listening since like
1: 2017. So hell yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but, uh, just, I, I got a few quick things before we like talk about anything real quick. Um, but like the, the federal government, just fuck it in general, like vote local and state, like, that's what really matters. Yeah. I think like, like, yeah, yeah. that's
3: where we have like, to start. Like, like
2: you were saying, Brian, like the federal government is like pretty much just out of our hand, essentially. So like, we, yeah, we, we gotta start like local before we can do anything up there.
0: I agree. I mean, I think we have to stop. More, we have to stop leading from the back when it comes to like on Democrat stuff. Like, we have to create enough of the like a grassroots movement down below. Is the only thing I right. can see that would give us any sort of like, uh, le like leverage, yeah, I like, guess, in the fight.
2: Like, and 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 part of like, like I, I have a lot of despair for what's going on too. But I, I do see a little hope with like stuff like AOC and. Like 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 that general thing uh like I feel like that's gonna start happening a lot where where people from you know their their districts or whatever are uh you know doing it the grassroots
4: style, yeah
1: yeah, I do think like I don't know how far we can get within the democratic party, but I do think that no, like no, not at all I do think we're very, i think the left is getting a lot better at these smaller scale elections and and as you said even at the federal level we then start having to deal with like cable news and stuff like that which which when you're winning the republicans basically took over city councils and state level stuff and and that's how they got this right. base of power that they've had to then be able to build it from there up and uh uh you know i think there's like i'm i'm like a very impatient person you know but it it will take a like decades to to build a base big enough to like really be able to be a force where we can be like hey yeah you know you got to do what we say now which is the goal
2: yeah and to touch to touch on that a little too like part of that also is that it's and, I mean, it, it's hard to do this from the leftist side just because it's kind of, like, founded in, like, the basis of America. But a lot of those, like, th- that comes with religion a lot of the time, I think. Um And so it's, like, completely not a separation of church and state, like it should be. But I, I feel like leftists kind of can do that um, in a sense that, like, I mean I'm not even a Christian myself like I used to be, but uh like Christianity, like the the core tenets are very like close to socialism, and I feel like if leftists can I mean like I don't want to say exploit that, but exploit that is the best way to, to get that across. like you could do something like that also uh in terms of you know using religion to to group the the masses
1: yeah yeah i mean we 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 can definitely brett has said in the past that there's like a need to uh uh create something for the left that is equal to church like that that is a mobilizing force
2: right like religion um like i was saying it it could be something completely different just
0: similar
1: monster truck rallies. yeah yeah there you
0: go. That's something I've been Once thinking. we and, would dig and big cocaine line. Yeah, yeah. Demo- demolition derby clubs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like you, I I do think that there is something to be said about maybe I and and you know I I know people get annoyed annoyed with the like spaces argument, but if there were some bars or like uh, areas in town where people could like hang out and also have fun and also you know, drink and, and hang and hang, but that are all kind of in the same kind of mindset. I think a lot of things could like happen from there too. You could build scenes of, of people who then could get it. Like you could, you could definitely grow something out of like a cool space or a few cool spaces that people hang out at and uh, hopefully do things, you know, organizing spaces that aren't in like a college conference room or anything like that, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: right? No. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. Um, and the other quick thing I had was uh, like, just fuck Apple, like the company Apple. Whoa, no, I'm kidding. Um, I. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I was gonna say maybe like, fuck the fruit company, but I, I, whatever. Um, I I have an Apple device or whatever and like i totally want to go android because like it's just some bullshit like they make so much money and for some reason my phone has like these stupid ass glitches that okay so i'll just say this i had bluetooth headphones on one day and i was listening to some music or whatever someone called me i answered the call and i turned off the headphones and then i couldn't hear them i couldn't do anything I tried to call him back. Nothing happened. And so I guess, like, my phone thinks I'm always hooked up to Bluetooth. So I have to have Bluetooth headphones on if I want to call anyone or anything. But I can't switch because all my music, and I, I really love music, is on Apple. And, like, my library is just so so large that it would be very impossible to get everything over. And so that's my dilemma.
0: Um, I believe there are some. You can transfer your Apple music library. There's some app? Yeah, to transfer it to Spotify and stuff. It'll copy over playlists and, and libraries, I believe.
1: Right. Okay. I, I mean, the okay, I, 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 thing
0: I switched a while ago and had to do that.
1: I'm kind of hot under the collar at Apple yeah. right now because. You uh, like it? Do you. I mean, I.
4: No, oh, no. Brett's still on Apple. It?
1: Brett's still on Apple. I
0: said oh, I'm Brett, hot under the. using the, Apple still. Yeah, I mean I don't use Apple Music. I, no. I yeah,
1: I don't use Apple Music yeah, I oh, use Spotify. Okay.
2: You Spotify, I got you. I thought you were saying you switched to Android. What were you saying though, Brian?
1: Uh I think the thing I'm mad about him about is really kind of stupid, but uh uh I uh we're going to the drive-in to see Hannibal Burris, and I want to have a Bluetooth speaker outside so I can sit outside of the car, which I think you're allowed to do. You can bring chairs and sit outside the car. And, uh, uh, I wanted, so my thought was like, I'll tune into the radio frequency that they're putting out on my phone and then bring a Bluetooth speaker and we can have it outside and listen to it. So scientifically, I think that's impossible because the radio doesn't have an AM FM antenna on it. Right. So it would have to. Yeah. On the phone so what would have to happen is the drive-in would have to have like an internet server that puts out the audio and then i could tune into mm. it from there right apple used to have Dude, they, tuners in the phones they had an amfm yeah, I, I, I was
2: about to say apple used to have a radio app i remember that
1: yeah they got rid of them so i it's like yeah. i get i we're gonna have to sit in a car
2: no, that is <laughs> i agree like the, like both of them the things that we're griping about are like very insignificant to what like apple is really doing
1: yeah but oh yeah
2: I, yeah fuck that yeah
1: yeah it, they uh they yeah they stink i mean uh i, I just yeah. the user friendliness of the stupid things is that's that's they the are. only thing that keeps yeah, me on that. it is because i don't want to fucking yeah. hack my phone all the time I'm not a hacker I'm just a regular guy you know yeah, i'm a between, regular joe not a hacker yeah, yeah yeah well thanks for calling I in wanting
2: to look into hacking though i and <laughs> speaking of making money i think hacking is a way you could make money you're right
0: um but yeah no thanks for talking
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. have a good time to- have a good night
0: yeah have a good night guys yeah that's actually another good one um if you can get like <clears throat> an xbox 360 or an original Xbox and put your own hard drive on it and turn it into like a custom ROM thing that has every fucking Nintendo Genesis game and on it and all that shit. That's a good way to, to make money for sure.
1: You just said Nintendo Genesis and you did that on purpose,
0: Nintendo and Genesis. I meant.
1: I know, but the way you said it, people were going to fucking message you about for sure. And say you sounded like grandma Nana or something because you said, uh, uh, you can get a machine and put your Nintendo Genesis on there, yeah. and it's like okay, but play Night Trap. Yes, <laughs> What's well, the whole thing about Night Trap like a month ago. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was about, about it was about the crusade against violent video games that okay. was going on back then, and how like nobody in the world played Night Trap or cared. I cared about it, obviously. You see it, and you're like, yeah. I want to play heard, that, yeah. especially if you're like horny and uh uh, but the congress was like that was the main game they were talking about at the uh video game violence hearings was night trap really yeah they were just sitting up there talking like this i can't believe you can do this and plus like there's like a lot of really good information about how they made the game and how scary they wanted to make it but sega was like you got you're allowed to have vampires but they're not allowed to like move fast and they're not allowed to like grab anybody so they're these kind of like hunchbacks that like can wave their o- it's really weird but it's it's cool it's cool it's like a uh how things are made by committee and they have the creator of it like in the interview and it's like uh, one of those games that stinks I'll like, watch that. I love seeing interviews with guys who are part of like or you know, guys, gals, and non-binary pals who are part of fa- things that fail, you know? Yeah. Like, I really like, like to watch the, I, they, they had interviews with the guy that made the E.T. Atari game, which is, like, famously one of the fucking worst things. And I just, I think it, I think to even be the person that'll do the interview, I think it just makes you 10 times cooler to be like, yeah, I mean, I'll come and talk about it, you know? Total blunder. Yeah, for sure. I love that shit. I love big failures. I wish there was, there should be a, there should goddamn be a podcast about huge failures, like a deep dive into like Crystal Pepsi and new Coke. Even, even though those are like, those are like hacky ones. There's tons of like stuff that we don't even fucking remember that came out in our lifetimes that were, were enormous flops that we can't even remember anymore because yeah. they were such flops. Yeah, there's <laughs>
0: lots of stuff that get swept under the rug.
1: Yeah, it rules.
0: All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight?
5: Hey, y'all, this is Slinky down in
1: Pensacola, Florida. What's up, Slinky? How's Florida doing?
5: Um, well, mainly I'm going to talk about a hurricane that hit, um, this past
1: Wednesday. Um, oh, yeah, I shared a hand handle. I shared a fundraiser for, for that.
5: Yeah. 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 I sent that to y'all.
1: Oh, right on. Uh, what's going on down there?
5: Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so I, it's kind of all over the place. Um, I don't know how it is elsewhere, but I'm guessing we're not getting much media coverage because a lot of folks don't know what, what's going on. Dude, um, when
1: you when you messaged people, me, when you DM'd me, I didn't know there was a hurricane. You you are not getting yeah. a lot of media <laughs> coverage. I'm sorry to yeah, say. Yeah, I
5: figured. Um I just got power back so like things are relatively good, um but seems like with this one there was just a big problem of like media fatigue and also just like a super active hurricane season. So people down here were fatigued of like hearing like, Oh, a storm might hit you. A storm might hit you. You know, we'd heard it like 50 times already this summer. Um, so a lot of people really weren't prepared. Um, a lot of people probably don't know, but this one was called hurricane Sally and they named the storms like according to the alphabet. Um, so it's like A to Z most letters every year, a storm will just get a name and they just had to start the alphabet over because they've had so many this season Dude. um Because of climate change, so now they're on to like the the Greek
1: alphabet. I had and, no uh, idea. I not at first. There's, yeah, I had not. There's I'm gonna tell you now. Jesus, I didn't. I haven't heard about a Go single ahead. fucking hurricane at all this year. Like, I can't think of any hur. Have you, Brett? Have you been hearing about? Oh, I saw the.
0: <clears throat> honestly, no. I just saw the announcement that they had to to start the alphabet over. I did see that headline.
1: This is, this is climate change, right? Like, this is the kind of thing where, like, now this year it's this like super active hurricane season, but now we're in a, uh, uh, because of climate change, we're used to active hurricane seasons and you just can't get people out of their chair yeah. for a hurricane anymore. And then the press isn't going to cover it, but it's like, if the press covered it, maybe people would take climate change a little bit more seriously, you know? Yeah. And we're seeing them behave
5: differently too. Like this one, this storm, it, um, it was only in category two, but it, it picked up so much water because there was so much like warm water, probably from climate change in the Gulf of Mexico. And it was moving at like two miles per hour across the Gulf, which is incredibly slow. Just like picking up water, picking up water. Um, and so the flooding, flooding was the main issue. Um, I'm in Pensacola and, and things are, you know, not, there's serious damage here, but it's not as widespread as it could be. Um, and one of my groups, um, I'll plug our fundraiser later, but we're working on relief out in like rural communities in South Alabama. Um, cause a part of Florida I'm in, it's basically like Alabama. It's, it's as far West as you can go. Um, so we're working over there in like rural communities, um, We tarped some roofs yesterday, um, had some chainsaws out, and uh, mostly helping old people who weren't getting any help. Um, National Guard is around, but, like, shit's just really fucked up. Like, they were passing out MREs yesterday, the National Guard was, and uh, local police were directing traffic, and they had, like, a miscommunication on directing traffic and just, like, sent a line of people who. Um, had been waiting in line for MREs for like four hours, like directed them away and just like got them out of the line and they couldn't come back and were like cursing at people and like just basically these people have been waiting for food for like fucking like four hours and <sighs> didn't even get it because the cops were like fucking up.
1: That's fucking that is so yeah, you're waiting in line and the cops are like, We need you to move. Did they do the thing where they're like, yeah this is the worst thing in the world? They say, we need you to move, or we need you to go this way, but you're in a car with the windows up, and they're screaming at you, and they just keep – they get more and more mad with, mad at you, and you just are like, I just want to be yep. away from here and drive away as fast as you can.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, people are scared of, scared of police, like, you know, rationally so. Like, they shouldn't be the ones out there, like, directing traffic. Like, I could do that. Like, anybody – anybody could direct traffic easily it doesn't have to be the police
1: i mean if they could just not um, fucking scream at people that would be terrific mm-hmm. like that's all i care about is like hey how about we uh, uh we don't w- we maybe treat the people in the cars with respect that are waiting for food because i i guess when they got back did they get were they able to come back and get their meals
5: i do not know this is a this is a story i heard about today just one of the distro sites they've got a bunch around the city um i mean i wouldn't get back in a line after like four fucking hours um if i had like gotten misdirected like they probably went to like mcdonald's or something like that and just called it a day
1: yeah that's probably what Um, i would have done really yeah, How do you don't want an MRE. I don't think I've never had one in my life, but I'm sure they—that's like some brat food. He would eat those and be like, "Oh, you this don't, is fine." But, they,
5: but again, like a lot of people don't have power, Um sure, and yeah. a lot of people like weren't prepared. Like I wasn't prepared. I sent most of my supplies over to some homies and. uh Southwest Louisiana. I think some are planning to call in tonight because you you have a few listeners down there who were hit too. But there was another hurricane, Hurricane Laura, like two weeks ago, and so me and a bunch of my comrades like sent a bunch of our supplies over there, and then we didn't prep for this one, (laughs) so we were just like fucked.
1: Oh, I feel for y'all down there. there That's got to be crazy. It's got to be. It's got to be something to like. We don't have. We had a storm a couple weeks ago that I. That everybody panicked about that was nothing and uh uh you know we don't have i me and brett i don't i don't think we have any extensive experience with any sort of natural disaster so uh my, my heart goes out to well, like I wouldn't even know how to deal with it. I wouldn't know how to be prepared.
0: Xerxes in the chat says,
1: yeah, you, uh,
5: you would not do well without power. I feel like, I feel like that's like the worst case, Brian scenario.
1: Probably true. It is. It is the worst case. Cause if I can't have a fan on while I'm sleeping, that becomes this. What were you going to say? Brian? say
0: Xerxes <laughs> in the chat says that, uh, they have lived through a 100 year flood and a 1000 year flood in the last 10 years jeez southeast alabama where they're at yeah
5: Fuck. yeah i've taken i took a kayak to one of my buddy's fucking houses like in a storm four years ago to like check on them like you know that's it's, so... it, it's it's that kind of shit sometimes
1: so you don't have power right now
5: i, I got it back um i have a
1: suggestion for florida I get, can i can i give a yeah. suggestion maybe bury those lines <laughs> under the ground else? yeah just bury the lines under the ground and you know I don't, you can, yep. but I mean, I maybe that might be a, like, maybe you should simply bury the, like, I don't know if like, if you if dig you a little bit, there's water
5: prohibitive. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it might also be that you can't put stuff underground because you're on a, like, if you dig a little bit, you end up with water. That's why y'all don't have basements, but they only bury yeah. cables six feet underground or six inches underground. So I think, you know, I'm going to get on the phone with Comcast down there in Florida and let them know that I think they and their electric company and be like, hey, you know, let's bury this stuff under the yeah. ground. I've been thinking, let's get it all underground. Yeah, my dad,
5: my dad's high up in, well, not high up, but middle level high up in Alabama power, the main Alabama power company. So maybe I'll ask him like, why, why the hell these aren't underground.
1: Yeah, tell him to give He's me a call that conversation. Tell them to give me a yeah. call because I have some ideas too for for you know, you just you can make the actually though, like there's no way you could make all of the problem with electricity is you can't really, I don't think, make it all underground because you gotta have the power plant area the the like generate the area that generates right, so the power, station. the substations, yeah. Which if they get hit by a hurricane, I mean, what are you gonna fucking do? You know? But uh uh Yeah. Well tell people where to uh uh you know, direct their resources to. So, uh, we can help yeah, out with for this. Sure.
5: Um, so, there is a um, GoFundMe for a group I work, I helped found this summer called um, Central Gulf Coast People's Council. Um, you can search on uh, GoFundMe for it's called CGCPC. That's Central Gulf Coast People's Council Hurricane Sally Relief. Um, we're picking up stuff like, um, chainsaws, tarps, um, gasoline. And this Saturday we're doing like, uh, all two all day food shares in rural Alabama. We're going to be doing like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, two days in a row for one of the hardest hit areas. Um, so that's one place you can give funds and I'll be on the ground cooking and whatnot um and there's also one of my friends who are doing food not bombs here he's like the the best anarchist i know the truest anarchist i know love him to death he runs a um it's like a a sort of homeless camp on private property so the cops don't fuck with them um it's you know uh the residents all work together to like uh, make decisions for the place and they live in tents with the goal of like transitioning to stable housing. Cause the cops aren't fucking with them. They can hold down a job and whatnot. Um, it's called Satoshi forest and you can just go to satoshiforest.com and donate there. Um, and they, uh, have a lot of like tree damage and stuff that they need help with and also just help paying their mortgage. They help a lot of people just hold down stable housing and they only have like a, you know, twelve. I think it's like a twelve thousand dollar m- mortgage a year that they pay for the property, but it's all community funded, and they could always use funds. So SatoshiForest dot com or um, Central Gulf Coast People's Council Hurricane salary Relief on GoFundMe.
1: All right, thanks for calling in. uh We appreciate it, and keep us posted.
0: Yep. Yep. Y'all yeah, have a good night. Take care.
1: Hurricanes, Brett.
0: Yeah, this sounds tough.
1: It's really sad. I. <laughs> i i don't want to come off like like bad like this but i sort of do want to experience something like that in my life for some reason but uh
0: yeah not like have your home be
1: there though exactly that's exactly it you know it's like uh uh you when there's a big storm i I'm like fixated on it. There's nothing else I want to pay attention to, you know, be outside, just checking it out. I like it. I like sort of the chaos before, you know, it starts to get darker, but yeah, I mean, it does suck that like these hurricanes are hitting. They're not really talking about them on the news at all. Like, I don't know where you would even be hit with that news, probably locally for them. But uh, the way that he described it was probably fairly true because during the winter they tell us there's going to be a snow emergency all the time and they don't happen so yeah. then sometime in the winter they're like there's going to be a snow emerging and we're like yeah it's not going to fucking happen and then it happens and we're all fucked you yeah, know what we're i under mean a
0: sheet of ice we didn't buy anything yes yes um yeah and and it also this is the conversation that like we need to have it needs to be bigger news it can't just be like the weird fact of the day, they've run out of letters in the alphabet for hurricanes,
1: you know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's. A, I mean, we should have... It needs to be something that... Because, like, this also makes the climate change case a little bit, you know? Obviously, it's not going to make it, it... It'll show people who are receptive to information that we're making... That this... Is happening more and more all the time. It's not gonna convince people that think God makes hurricanes. But you know, what are you gonna do? You're never gonna get them. You know?
0: That they're a problem. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
3: Uh, Hey guys.
1: Hey, what's up? Who's this? How's
3: How's
6: it
1: going? Uh, we're great. How are you?
6: Not too bad, this is a uh, David from Tucson. I called a few weeks ago about being a ref and then being a teacher and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, oh yeah. well
1: what's going on in Tucson? Tucson, as they say
6: um, yeah, Tucson it just it just turned nighttime here. good old Tucson, uh, not too much, man. Um, I, I, I'm call- oh by the way, um, uh, Supreme Court justice Anthony Kennedy did retire. That's how he got Kavanaugh
1: oh i remember okay yeah i do i now i do remember kavanaugh going through yeah how old was anthony kennedy do you know let me look that up Uh, i think
0: he was in his 70s so younger than rg RG, rbg he made the smart move like oh yeah they're good at government
1: younger than rbg
0: yeah they're just way better at doing government
1: so we're going to just turn yeah. everybody against her, I think. They that's also the-
0: overrepresented. <laughs> I mean, I think so, someone did point out, like, the amount of senators that some of these other states get where they don't deserve them.
1: Well, they only know? get two of those, the reps, the representatives that they get.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about the senators. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like all the people in California get two senators. That's true all of the fucking entire Southwest also gets like, you know, a dozen or whatever. All
1: the, all the people in Wyoming get two senators yeah. and all the people in New York get two senators. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally yeah. right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
6: wild. Yeah. And it's funny because I've seen people like, like I, I, RBJ, RBG, like she was cool. I, I didn't know that much about her. I'm not on like the hate train or like, the yeah, like adoration train. But like, it's really funny to see people like, um, I've seen a lot of takes on Twitter where it's like, you guys, she couldn't retire when Obama was in president because Mitch would have stopped him. It's like, so you're saying that like the Democrats at the height of their power couldn't stop one Republican senator from like making like, it. Just, it's it's a nonsense argument to me.
0: Yeah. yeah. They've, they've always got a reason why they lost. Well, and That's they also the first thing they've yeah. got is a reason why they lost.
1: They've been wearing those T-shirts yeah. for so many years. The notorious RBG shirts. They just can't. They can't be mad at her. You know, you can't expect them to get mad at her because that is just beyond the pale. And it's like, no, you, that's, I mean, she's the one, she, she made the choice.
6: Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's it's funny to see these takes on Twitter, but I'm not calling to talk about politics, you know, pile of tricks. I'm talking, I'm here to talk about work because you guys uh, did that list on your other show of the top 20 worst jobs to work for. And the uh job I'm calling about didn't make the list and probably wouldn't make the list, but I, it reminded me of this one particular incident. I worked at uh Starbucks for a long time. okay, and that's you know, yeah, that's customer service, you know and um so I'm going to have to explain this, and i hope I hope it comes off clearly. Let me know if you have any questions, but basically, when you work at when you, well, this is years ago, but when you worked at Starbucks, you got two guaranteed raises a year. that's how it used to be, okay two guaranteed raises that came with performance reviews. And I mean, like they were like, they were like piddling, like they were like 2% raises, but it was like better than like nothing, I guess. Yeah. And, um, so you got two performance reviews and your raise was entirely up to your store manager, your boss on what they thought your job was, uh, was how you did your job, which is, which is cool. Um, and so uh, anyone who's worked for like a food service or like corporation knows that like, there's two tactics that um, these places use when they're about to make a change. If it's a small enough change, they'll like, not say anything and just hope that no one notices. Um, but if it's a really, really big change, they'll make a really big deal about it and pretend like it's the best thing in the world. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that, Yeah. but um, Starbucks did that a lot.
0: And uh, well, with this one, they were change. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, they always take some task that wasn't bothering you and then send an email out that says, we're about to make we're about to make lunchtime a lot easier and it's like no you're not you're going you're going <laughs> yeah. you're going to take away minutes from me.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep.
6: Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, lunch is more streamlined cuz now you get a half hour instead of 45 minutes. Yeah, can, stuff like that.
0: We took away those harsh rules that said you couldn't eat at your desk. Now you can. Yeah. You don't ever have to leave your desk. <laughs> it is always yeah.
1: Yeah, they because there the truth is in this world that we live in there are no good change. They will never make a good I've never been at so, a company that made yeah. a good change. Never. Not once. The time to yep. change
0: is yeah, yep. if it costs you money or like, yeah, it's costing you money and you don't want to do it anymore.
1: Right. I never been at a company yeah. that was like, well, you know, we we took a look around and uh we're we're not paying you commensurate with the amount of work that you do we feel that you're working very hard and uh your pay is just you know a little low and we just want to give you all three extra dollars an hour starting out they would never do (laughs) that you know that but they would be like all right we're having a tough time so we're just gonna take you know no raises this year across the board you know the executives aren't getting a raise and neither are you down there in the call center or at at, at the Starbucks, yeah. you know.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's never it's never good, and like that's how Starbucks was. It was that same thing. We're like, and this was the biggest one. So this one was funny because. Well, it wasn't funny at the time. It was like interesting at the time, but um. So they announced that there was a change coming to the RAID system, and they announced it like a month and a half before we found out what it was. Oh, no. And like every like every week or so, they would send a new communication. Like, you guys aren't going to believe what we have in store. For <laughs> oh, yeah. No,
1: I think I believe it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, and so like, but like, so I, I knew right away. I was like, oh, this this isn't good. Like this, the way they were hyping up, I was like, this is gonna suck. But I had like more like optimistic. Like uh, coworkers that were like, "No, man, they're gonna give us all a dollar raise an hour," and I was like, "That's not happening." But um, they, 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 they so they did this for like a month, and then like about halfway through, because we didn't know when the announcement was coming, but we knew that it was coming soonish. Uh, and about halfway through, they sent every store in America, at least I don't in America, I'm not sure if it was globally, but they sent us like a bag of orange
1: candies to share. Oh, th- can I? I means- gotta, I gotta stop you. This is like a fucking movie launch. Or a video game launch. Yeah, it's like they yeah. give you the yep. teaser, yep. like, "Holy shit, that's what bat the Batmobile looks like this time." And then <laughs> they go to Comic Con, and there's like guys dressed up as the Penguin handing out like USB drives <laughs> that have like an extended trailer on it. And then you know, then then they're like, "Oh, right before the next Marvel movie, you're gonna get your your Batman full trailer." And then uh, yeah. The McDonald's commemorative cups come out and then finally yep. you get to the announcement.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that's like, that's like this even hyped people up more, but it was like, I was to the point where I was so pessimistic. I was like, so is this the new raises? i like, we just get orange candy. Like I was like, is this is this our new raises. I'm like, they were like employed. They're like, no man, it's so, they're sending us free stuff. It's so cool. Like, don't worry. It's going to be good. And then, and then it was like radio silence for like a week after that. And I was like, okay, we were all like, this is weird because, they sent us these orange candies. They're to get hyped up, whatever. And so now I'm going to try to explain what they changed the race system to. So, if, like I said, if you have any, if, I, if this is confusing at all, I haven't really explained it out loud to anyone. i just so this is my first time. But okay, so they, they finally laid it out to us, and they put it in all this confusing language. They made this huge, like huge announcement. Um, they try to make it like as vague as possible, I guess, but with with us still knowing what's going on. And so. What it broke down to was they were taking away a raise per year. That was the first thing. So we were down to one raise per year. The raise we got was bigger depending, but here's the the biggest thing is that your raise was no longer up to your store manager. It was up to how well your area did. And my area, when I worked there, was Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and Nevada.
1: So depending on how these four states did... Utah's not yeah, a great yeah. state to get in that, in that because of you know there's a lot of people there that don't drink caffeine.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's Mormon capital of the world. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, and so it was just really funny because it was like it was like the, the idea was like um, if you guys really work your butts off and so does everyone else in these four states, you're going to get a, like a four percent raise instead of a two percent raise. So uh, they took away, they took away one raise and they gave us like a slightly bigger raise only annually. And if you, I mean, we would get more raises if they just stuck to the original system, two raises of 2% rather than like one, three and a half percent annually or whatever. Yeah. So, so, but they, they wanted to hide that. They, they didn't want us thinking about that. And they also, um, what else? Oh yeah. And the, the worst part of it was that we, they kept the, uh, two self, two performance reviews a year. So we still got reviewed twice a year, but it didn't come with any raises.
1: That's the that's so so unfair.
6: That's shit. Yeah, it's (laughs) yeah. So it's just and our store manager had no like it was for nothing because our store manager they didn't control our raise anymore. Yeah. So it was just to hear about like for a half hour twice a year or an hour depending how bad you were messing up how bad you were messing up.
1: Fuck man. And
0: also, and then that also. Like so, for people that work there for twenty months or twenty one months, it makes it so that they don't have to give them a raise at eighteen months. Like, yeah, if, if yeah. it's every year, you know, you're de- you're depriving people of money for longer. You know,
6: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: And then also, like you said, it's like uh, you get there and. Used to get two two percent raises, but now one three and a half percent looks like a hell of a lot more than the one two percent raise you used to get. So there were really
1: there were really no upsides to this, right? I I I just I can't think of an upside. What was what was their articulation of the upside?
6: uh, They were saving money because I worked out the math, and it was like best case scenario. If you did uh, when we had two reviews, best case scenario, you were getting six percent a raise a year and then best case scenario if if everyone in the four states you worked at or your area was and you like did the best you could and so did everyone else in those four states you were getting a five percent raise
3: right uh, yeah
6: okay. so, so nothing so like they, they saved the money but they made it seem like it was like you know like doing us a favor
1: yeah that's what i was wondering like what was the what was their what was their way of saying like this is actually good for you well no just by making it i I mean just
0: by putting all of this fanfare around it they're just doing a lot (laughs) of smoke and mirrors and dancing around so because they can't just show you the math they can't say like and they really before you used to get six percent now you get five percent they that's can't they so can't say cynical that.
1: <laughs> that is really fucking <laughs> cynical that's actually cynical on a level that i kind of admire a little
6: bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were like and they really really emphasize the five percent part because at most we were used to like usually it was like two percent but you got twice a year but like they did not want you thinking about that right so they really emphasize like you could be making five percent more every year. Like you could be doing it. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. Like so, if you, they were just
0: hoping no one thought about it for more than five seconds. I find it. Also, I I think it's unfair to. I I can't imagine being coffee. Coffee being that hot. Fucking coffee being popular in that part of the world. I know even in Texas, yeah. like iced tea and kombucha is like fucking huge. So why why wouldn't you be connected to everybody else? Like, I don't see yeah. why why it's. Like, you know, like, like Brian said, like, who wants to get fucking paired up with Utah to sell coffee
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I hate things. I hate raises. Also, I think it's like, I mean, I'm a big collective guy, you know, I want, I'm a communist, of, of course, but I hate in this world that we live in now under the system we live in now. I hate my raises being tied to another person that like really is unfair to me like and to have it tied to another store it's like well there's we're not like what are we what can we do to make a store in las vegas run better you know
6: well and that's that's what they that's pretty much what like their idea was like 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 i'm sure their idea was like oh this is going to make everyone work together and like like i don't know what their idea
5: actually was but like
6: the like the just the the idea of like uh, raises not being tied to what I personally do anymore, like it just made me stop caring as much. Which, it, which I'm sure happened to like literally everyone. Because that's what happens. So it's not like we're all going to band together and just really push those frappuccinos to hopefully get a five percent raise. It just it, it it completely backfired on them.
0: Yeah, I was going to say for me, it just makes it feel like, well, shit. I mean, I can't control what the baristas in the next state over are doing. Like, I'm totally <laughs> yeah, exactly. totally yeah. out of control now. It's like. I'm just gonna get whatever they say. I get.
6: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was pretty much the attitude from then on out. Was like, well, I mean, it's out of our hands, so whatever. Yeah, but yeah.
1: I hate that. I I I I I think like hearing the cynicism and doing fanfare for it. I mean, that is a really like bringing in a marching band, maybe having a celebrity come in and give an announcement on video. You know, <laughs> yeah. it reminds me of the yeah. big, uh, uh, it reminds me of, of nationwide insurance, which is in Columbus. They'll have like fucking Brantley Gilbert come out and like play a little show and right. like have maybe a little bit of pyro and just be like, we had a record breaking year this year. Yeah and it was really just <laughs> yeah. we had a record that was the whole announcement there was like nothing in it for you you got brantley gilbert right you know? <laughs> it's like what a and fucking pathetic prize.
6: and that's so funny because it's like like it's literally like i mean i mean it's capitalism i know it's the problem but it's like I, i'm sure every single one of those employees would rather have like at least a piece of the money that it costs to get brantley gilbert than actually get Br- brantley, like, i'd rather just have the money please just, yeah however small it is just give it to me
1: split yeah give me the 30 cents split it up maybe yeah. 10 cents yeah. i don't care
0: yeah i'll take three dimes i'll <laughs> take three fucking dimes instead of, <laughs> instead of watching brantley gilbert say nationwide is on your side in, in the
1: middle of your fucking day too in the middle of your work day you have to walk or, or get in a car and go to the arena and then watch it and come yep. back and work doesn't. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You would rather just be yeah. at your desk doing so the nice. work. Okay, okay, okay. That concert ran a little bit long. I know we were having fun,
0: folks, yeah. but we got to get this done by five.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's every yeah, job. you yeah, to come
0: back and work twice as hard. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Twice I'm going to unlock. Yeah. It's bonus hour. Everybody can eat lunch
1: at their desk. Yes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I, I, I find that to be like, that's one of the weirdest, like, things that these companies do is these big blowout fucking rallies for the company that just puts everybody behind. And, and like, it's the only time you will hear real people say, I would rather just be working. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't think the CEOs or any of those people even understand that what they're doing. Do you remember when Starbucks was closed for a day so that they could teach them about racism? Yeah. Yeah.
6: Oh. I was I was there I I was there for it. How I was that there during that day? Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was you know it was it was it was a day. It was just it, I mean it was never being really boring because like I mean like Starbucks does. we had these meetings. That, that was a, that was an unusual one, but it was still very much Starbucks like themed. So it was like it was almost like Starbucks had just discovered racism and they wanted to explain it to us. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, like I don't know, like
0: like you're not gonna believe this, folks.
1: Shit's unreal! Are
0: you freaking kidding me right now?
1: Are you freaking kidding me at what's happening right now? Also, just even to a room of employees are probably generally a little more hip to what's going on. Just Starbucks is you coffee shop employees generally under are are you know
0: also also probably a blacker workforce. I know it's a service industry job. I mean. You know, it's a blacker workforce, too.
1: It's funny. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just only, so and weird.
6: Not, and not only that, but, like, the, there was, like, these unintended things. Like, I had, at my store, when, when we went through that, we had two in black, uh, I had two black coworkers that were, like, my friends. And so, like, I talked to them about it afterwards. And they were just uncomfortable, the, like, the entire four hours or whatever it was. It was, like, it's not, they didn't consider how it actually affects the people that they're, quote, trying to help. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. It yeah. was, like,
6: like they, were, they were literally, like, just, they felt like everyone's eyes were on them. And it was
0: just, yeah, it, it just sucked for them. It's like, and it's what, it's like one of those moments, even when someone says something weird, like misgender somebody or says something weirdly racist. And then they just like flog themselves to death in front of you to do, to like yeah. just show how guilty they feel about it. Like, Oh, we're so, four so, hours, so yeah. sorry. We like, you know, we think racist stuff about you all the time. We didn't even realize, you know, we're thinking racist shit about you all the time, black employees. You know, it's like, <laughs> please don't say that to me. Please don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yep. I already know. And like, <laughs> and it
6: racism thing is funny because a year before that, they had tried this other campaign. I was still there then, but it called Race Together, where you were supposed to like talk about racism while you made someone their drink.
1: Yeah. So oh, oh yeah. yeah. To, like, no, I don't want that. Thank yeah. you.
6: Now, my store opted my store opt out we opted out of that. We we had the choice of like either going with it or you you could as a store opt out and we all opted out because so just yeah, this is not gonna this is gonna do anything.
1: Yeah. That that is like a thing where it's just like I do not want the barista or the cashier or anybody to engage <laughs> yeah. me on like hot button topics.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what you like think about racism. Yeah, it's just a marketing team gone too far <laughs> that thinks that they can just like <laughs> re-engineer the world like
1: you know what we could we could fix racism with a simple conversation over a coffee order a 20 minute video (laughs) i think we can yeah it's like we can increase listen this is here's the pitch for it listen we're not going to solve racism in one day it's going to take millions of little acts and these little acts these little conversations where people can finally see your side can happen here at the starbucks while you're making a chai tea latte yeah. you tell the person in line like you know maybe give them some statistics on who the police stop more yeah. often or, or so you know what i mean and it's like that yeah. is like that is a risky proposition to tell you the truth because some customers are gonna give you some pretty wild opinions <laughs> yes. that's yeah. the other thing when you get oh, yeah. out in the general public on hot button issues it's like People online are generally a little bit more well-behaved than when they when no. they think it's just you one-on-one with them right. talking. Yeah. And like even online, I mean, not on Facebook, I guess. I, I, you know, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I'm saying that like when you're in a conversation with somebody one-on-one, they're usually willing yeah. to give you a fucking, you know, some wild stuff when you're out there in the general public, you know? <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah and i'm i'm pretty sure i don't remember but i i vaguely i vaguely remember them mentioning during the race together thing the police not to mention statistics during our well i i didn't have a single conversation like this but a lot of thin blue line people love starbucks they didn't want to lose those customers so we were not supposed to talk about police but still talk about race yeah
1: they do cop uh coffee with the cops at a lot of starbucks i go in there i see the sign and i'm like ugh this is why i can't come here yeah you know, but you know that, we, we, and the coffee's not great.
6: <laughs> my, sto- my one of my stores, tried that twice, uh, two times, uh, once per year, twice, like uh, two and, two times in two years, and both times the cops, the, the two cops they're supposed to come, never showed up. So yeah, makes just,
1: sense. Yeah. They don't want to do that either. You know, not, not like yeah, nobody yep. wants these things. You know, yep. Nobody wants them. You know what people wanted a coffee shop. Somebody maybe playing a guitar. You know. A place yeah, to do yeah, their yeah, yeah. work, things like that yeah. it, it it they don't want to get it Starbucks now is basically McDonald's when we were kids, yeah, yeah. you know people don't yeah. want to go to fucking McDonald's and engage on the issues of the day. <laughs> it's just yeah. not how people work, you yeah. know, sure. well, thanks for calling in, was, yeah, no problem uh, can i
6: can I plug my uh, podcast real fast for
1: oh, sure, please. go for it.
6: Uh, yeah, uh, my, well, first of all, my Twitter handle is, uh, at GreenLeftArrow. Uh, and then my podcast is called Guys Were Screwed. It's about the apocalypse and the different ways the world c- could end. And then, um I'm doing a stream this Thursday at 4 p.m. PST. Uh, my Twitch is BWayne317. Uh, that's a lot of information, so if you, if you guys, if you guys caught that, thank you. But, yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for calling.
1: calling. It was a good time. Thanks. Starbucks, dude. Starbucks isn't ever going to make a list like that because they do. They put a minimum amount of there's like a small amount of thought that goes towards the employees there. From my understanding, I've known a lot of people that work there to like get through college and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it sucks. But like, there's a lot worse places to work. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Then, but it, I mean, they care. They do care slightly more than your average fast food place. Like you yeah. said, they are the McDonald's, but of uh, maybe a, a, a step above McDonald's as far as the working go
1: right they want decent press for the way that they treat the employees yeah. because there is a contingency of customers that go there that want to believe that the employees are getting like shares of the stock oh and yeah shit yeah like they that you know that what i mean like
0: we're all this together
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it yeah. is
0: so funny to think about though like just people like pouring coffee beans and like inspirational music like boom 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 it's like every day we serve one million cups of coffee Imagine if that was one million conversations about racism. It's like,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: imagine what that could do for
1: the world. Exactly. I mean, that's what. It's such an odd conversation. Like it's an that is an odd thing for it them was, to ask the employees to I, do too. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can't invite that. Yeah, they we they we ask so much. Like the thing about it is that the American, I think the American tradition is all fast food employees are trash people that deserve that should have a lot of strife in their job. And their job should be so fucking hard that it makes them want to, to do something better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We can't ask them to do anything else then. Yeah. Like we, if we, if that's what we're going to treat them like, we can't ask for extra services. True. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Nick from Philly.
1: What's up, Nick. How's it going tonight?
0: Oh, Nick. Is this Nick? Right. Uh,
1: Is this Nick Nick? Yeah, yep.
7: Uh, you stayed in my house when it was a million degrees outside and the cursed, cursed, cursed DNC was happening.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Still, it's the worst I've ever uh, slept in my life. What's up, Nick?
7: Yeah, sorry about that. We, uh, we, uh, you don't have to apologize. Uh, uh, it's, it's box fans and window unit system
8: worked out now.
1: <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's you know, funny, you don't have to on, apologize. It was, it was, uh, uh, it wasn't bad. I slept on a floor in front of a fan one night on like on, a, on a piece of foam on a piece of foam. And I was on just like, uh, when we left that tour, when that tour was over, I said, Brett, we can't afford to tour. If we can't afford hotel rooms, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was basically uh, what I took I'm away from that catching up with me. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, Nick?
7: So I'm calling because uh, I, considering I, I mailed you that kratom in the first place, I kind of kind of owe you guys this story. Um, I had a seizure on Sunday. Okay. Uh, and I learned from the emergency room doctor that apparently kratom can lower your threshold for seizures. No. Not like it, kratom will give you a seizure, but if you are taking, say, Wellbutrin or other uh, antidepressants, or uh, you're on stimulants for ADHD, or you have any other risk factors for seizure, it's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, I had gotten sick with some sort of mystery non-COVID illness, and it was one of the things I just kind of laid in bed and kind of stopped eating and got really dehydrated. Uh-huh. And then I had a seizure while I was using my computer. And um, thankfully, my wife was in the room right next to me. And it wasn't a convulsive one. Apparently, I was just kind of like writing back and forth and going.
3: Ah!
7: And then um, it was as if I was sleepwalking. That went on for about five minutes. And after that, it was just like I kept trying to sit up and going, what? What? I I heard about all this secondhand. Um. That's wild. All I remember is uh, seeing the red flash from an ambulance light on the wall, going "Huh, oh, what do you suppose that is?" And then the uh, fire department medics were in the house, and then I went to the hospital.
1: Yeah. Um, How did they get you out of it?
7: Um, I I just came out of it like just about a minute before they showed up. Ah. because um, it just it lasted. I don't know. The seizing lasted about five minutes, and then the sort of half-awake sleep talking confusion must have lasted a little longer i mean again it's all secondhand i don't remember any of it um,
3: yeah.
7: on the other hand uh my anxiety has gone it's just gone
1: nice well <laughs> hey i'm maybe i'm i'm looking for a seizure then actually my anxiety is Well, okay. too. well anyway, it's Oh, anyway, I, I learned that that's what
7: electroconvulsive therapy is supposed to be for. It's supposed to trigger a seizure. It just does it in the crudest way possible. And so you people who would get shock therapy would have huge gaps in their memory. But their depression would go away for a little while. Now they just use magnets to put on your head. Somebody that. put um, a
1: magnet on my head. Is that depression or anxiety that the magnets cause? Um, Depression, but
7: anxiety and depression are... are Comorbid, and throw ADHD in there and uh you get a really weird party
1: I'm fucking going home (laughs) and sticking some magnets on my head as soon as we get out of here Uh, my depression has been high level the past two weeks so
7: yeah order some just start wrapping some wire around something to make a coil I don't know don't don't take my
1: advice (laughs) I, I I I I'm gonna be careful I promise thank you thanks for letting us know Nick uh so, yeah. everything's going good and silly? I, 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 I owe you this warning. Like, yeah.
7: Just, just, I, haven't, I haven't had any since. I don't plan on giving it up. I'm just kind of detoxing because I've been taking rather a lot of it for the last few years.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good yeah. to hear from you, Nick. We miss you. <laughs> hey.
7: Uh, and uh, I hope you enjoy that uh, comic I sent you about having, having the squirts in public. Uh, yes. In yes, way. he did.
1: He sent me a <laughs> uh, comic about eating bad food and then having to shit yep. when you don't want to which <laughs> yeah. not fun but
7: leisuretown.com 90 yeah. website still gold
1: well, we hope when this it, ends um- when this ends i hope to see you again in one of the best cities in the united states philadelphia yeah
7: absolutely true and maybe you'll have your own fit and become some sort of seer
1: yeah uh, that'd be great <laughs> that'd be great nick nick was really uh, great I, to us very early on in our run uh 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 and we really appreciate it you you were there you're you're a real uh, one. you're a real bro there from the beginning uh, thank uh, you, you and thank you so much uh tell her we said hi she too. just went to bed but
7: i'll
0: probably wake her up and tell her yeah tell her i said
1: hi <laughs> yeah shake her awake yeah. Yeah. She's one of the only audience <laughs> members in the history of a street fight show that I would ever drive home after the show. Okay. I drove her home after the show. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> awesome. But uh, thanks for calling, Nick. We appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. Hey, it's good to hear you're doing okay. Pleasure. Have a good night. Oh, yeah. It's good to be doing okay. Hey, hey you do- too. Yeah. We got to do one more before. Well, yeah. We should at least do one more before we- break. Yeah, let's do one or two more before break, probably, you okay. know, because we started a little late too. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to use the restroom. You want to take a break?
0: I think we should take a break.
1: All right. Well, we got five more to go. You. I
0: think we can do it. Well, don't
1: tell them. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> if you're in the if you're in the queue, we'll get to you. Uh, this is Street Fight Radio. Uh, this week we have uh, break music coming from Mother Father is the name of the group uh where's their stuff at where is that damn mother father music at uh well they're called mother father they listen to street fight if you have a band and you want to play your stuff send an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com or message us on any of the other social media platforms we're at street fight wcrs on uh all the other channels and we will be back Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Street Fight Radio. Hope you enjoy the music. That was the band Mother Father. You can find them at motherfatherstl.bandcamp.com out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, they sent us our stuff. It's fucking awesome. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, send them some love. Follow, follow them on Bandcamp. Buy their stuff. Let them know Street Fight sent you. Uh, we appreciate any of our artists, listeners, and musicians that want to get their stuff played. Once again, just reach out on, on social media or streetfightradio@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we'll get you in rotation to play your stuff. Uh, this is the call-in show. Uh, we've got enough people in the queue to take this thing to midnight, so wait for next week to call in. And I think that's it. Uh, also, we need more submissions for the Street Fight Zine. So if you're bored and uh, you want to make some money, for your for your right, for your right, for your writing for your art uh, head to streetfightradio.com at the top uh, on the menu there is a link that says zine submission click on that uh, right now we need uh, activism art oh no wait activism staying inside uh, dare alcohol landlords religion self care anarchist history being an outsider lots of different topics to choose from so head to streetfighteradio.com slash zine dash submission that'll get you directly there uh, and please send us your send us your ideas
1: yeah send them in we're pumping
0: them out we got the uh, war zine is coming to the Patreon this week patreon.com slash streetfighteradio to get access to that
1: love it let's get these calls in man Time. tired I'm tired so tired hello Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you. Who's
9: this? This is Dello calling you from Seattle. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good.
0: Yourself? So far, good. so good. Halfway through the show, feeling good. Great call so far.
9: Right on. Right on. So you guys were talking last last uh, I think last week about freight trains.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were. Well, In I New was. Pacific? talking about how fast they go and also if there were luxury trains
9: right Well, uh, i wanted to call in with a pretty funny story from uh illegally riding freight trains
1: okay cool. oh that's very cool yeah i always wanted to, I've, I've seen those documentaries and it seems cool
9: yeah so this was uh this was a couple of years ago i had recently quit my job and a, a buddy of mine was in town, and he, he's got thousands of miles under his belt. He's ridden freight trains all over the country. Okay. And uh, he was going to ride this freight train from here down to Portland. And, you know, it's supposed to take six hours. And it's got what's called a distributed power unit on the back of it, which is what they call the locomotive that they sometimes put on the back of the train to help push it over hills or mountains. Uh huh. And he, he knows that this particular DPU is usually unlocked. And it's an easy ride down to portland so we roll up to the catch-out spot and it's a sunny day about one o'clock in the afternoon probably about 80 degrees in seattle which is a really hot day for around here and we wait and we wait and we notice that the dpu has finally been aired up which means the the unit on the front of the train has been connected it's generating compressed air to release the brakes all the way down the train time we know it's going to leave relatively soon so we make our run across the yard, you know, we're, we're heads on a swivel, looking up and down the tracks. We got across like six or seven lines of railroad, you know, that are parallel to each other in the yard. It's a big open area. There's an, a big overpass that goes over it that we've been hanging out under. Uh, so, we're, you know, we're really worried that we're getting seen. We, get, we all get up to, to the train or the DPU with our big backpacks on, and we all squeeze in through the door one by one. And it's like, it's like 100 degrees in this unit. And the DPU engine itself hasn't started yet. Which means, you know, it's, it's gonna leave sometime today, but it's not gonna leave in the next couple minutes. And we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and like two hours go by, so the good news is we must not have gotten seen, otherwise the cops would already be there yanking us off the,
3: right. off the
9: unit. And, uh, finally the train starts to roll after it starts, and we, we crank the AC, cause it's got an air conditioning unit in there. And we're feeling pretty good. You know, we got to hide as it goes out of the yard and as it goes out of the city because we don't want to get seen in the unit. Some people realize that, you know, nobody's supposed to be back there. They might call us in. And we start rolling out and we get down to Kent, which is a suburb of Seattle when the train stops. And I thought, okay, you know, we'll probably be here for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And I break out my little camp stove and I I cook up some soup and I pack a bowl, smoke a bowl in there. I'm in there with... uh, my, my train riding friend and, and one other guy, my my, my my main friend here in Seattle. And you know, we're hanging out, smoking, eating, and the train's just sitting there. And we sit there and camp for like six hours. Not sure why, it's you know, okay. So we're six hours extra, six hour train ride is now 12 hour train ride, and we start rolling again. And we walk through Tacoma as the sun's setting, and it's really nice and pretty. We go into the, the new Tacoma Narrows bridges, these two big suspension bridges that cross the Narrows the Puget Sound, and it's just gorgeous, and we're, as the sun is going down, it, it, the tracks goes real close to the shoreline, and that's when we feel safe enough, to, you know, step out of the actual unit cab and just hang out on the, the, the ledge there with the railings as it's motoring down the railway at probably about 70 miles an hour. You know, I read you, you those class whatever go go, like, over 200, but we don't actually have any of those in this country, we just have the classifications for them. Okay. Most most freight trains top out at eighty five, and that's like in the high desert and like you know on the the uh, the high line up in Montana. But on this one, you know, seventy miles an hour on a freight train feels really fast. Oh yeah, and I was standing next to
3: that that big
9: diesel motor, and I can feel you know each each detonation of the of the chamber in my chest as we're motoring down the railroad, and it was just it was incredible.
0: Yeah, that sounds uh, awesome.
9: So anyway, we, it, yeah. Anyway, we get south of Olympia after riding through a lot of like wooded areas in the middle of the night. And the train, you know, slows down real fast and uh comes to a stop. And we're listening to the train radio, and my buddy's also got a scanner. A handheld scanner. And we hear uh we hear the trains hit someone. I'm like, geez, you know. That's terrible. And also it's like considered really bad luck if your train hits somebody. Um, you know, in some superstitious parts of the train riding culture. Uh, so we sat there and we ended up sitting there all night for another 12 hours and the heat, the heat never abated. So we were in there and like the, the car never really got below 90 degrees and it was just really hot and we hardly slept. And, uh, the next morning, just after dawn, maybe about 5 30 in the morning, we're up and kind of groggy. And again, we're, you know, we're still smoking the weed in the cab. And probably on our third or fourth call, when we hear we hear over the radio that uh, the engineer is getting ready to move the train again after they had, you know, finished the report from <coughs> the Lady, and also apparently they'd had a had a bad order car at some point that they went ahead and brought a crew out to repair, like maybe a car with a flat wheel or bad brakes or something. Okay. Anyway, he's telling he's telling dispatch that he's going to move the train, and then about five minutes later. You know, we're sitting in this train car. They'd shut the engine down overnight, so we couldn't run the AC. That's why we were boiling hot all night. And uh, he calls in that he can't get the DPU to start remotely, and he's going to have to come back there and start it manually. Oh no! And we've got, you know, our camp stoves out, our bed rolls are out. We're smoking. There's like a haze of pot smoke in the cab, and we just we panic. We just gather up all our stuff and we throw it in our bags and we pile out of that cab. And, like, we're on a spot on the railroad where there's a really steep grade on both sides of railroad ballast going down at, like, a 45-degree angle in both directions. Fuck. And it's, like, dense wood. We scramble down this railroad ballast and, like, hide in some brush just as we hear this white truck, you know, coming down the, the right-of-way. And the guy, you know, saunters out of the truck and kind of slowly walks up to, to the GPU and climbs in. And he's in there for a while. He's in there for, like, 15 minutes. And finally the DPU starts up and he just kinda climbs back out, gets back in his truck and goes back to the front of the train and we climb back into the DPU and we hear him get get clearance from dispatch and we roll on out of there and we ended up failing off the train in uh in Vancouver, Washington, just across the ver- river from Portland. <laughs> My buddy was still a little sketched out. He didn't want he didn't want to ride all the way into Portland. We figured they might be looking for us. <laughs> yeah. So you know that sounds like? terrifying. I- yeah and we ended up just piling in an uber just dirty as hell from hiding on the railroad grade and making our way back into portland
1: that's That's really incredible incredible. that's such a cool story although it does remind me of like when i was a teen and i would sneak out of the house and it was after curfew and it was just like every minute you're you're like on high alert for the police or your parents catching you or somebody pulling up and seeing you like, I wouldn't, I think in my age now at 41 would not be able to handle that, but it is a very romantic thing to me that I would love to try. You know, like I, I would think it would be very neat to do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, how long ago was this? You said
9: This was a couple of years ago. Uh, Some friends of mine actually recently did it again. It was the same two guys and then another guy. Um, and they they stepped out of the cab a little too early when it was still the daylight, and they got called in and had to bail off the train, and I ended up having to drive all the way down to uh, <laughs> the Centralia, Washington, and get them.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, no. at least you're a good friend, though, that you would go down and get them. It's cool that you tried it. Like, is it a... Uh, uh- do you know people that go like all different parts of the country? Cause I didn't know you get air conditioning and shit rolling in a thing like that.
9: Yeah. I know a few people who do it quite a lot. They've got, you know, thousands and thousands of miles into the belt. They ride everything. They'll ride the DPU. They ride the intermodal cars that, that have a little mini well in them that you can hide in. Uh, back in my college days, I rode a little bit more in the South and I rode like, uh, general manifest trains, which are like the, uh, the box cars and the grain, the grain cars, those are good rides.
0: Yeah. How many other, are there? Are there more than your crew on those, on those, on those trains? Like, do you, do you meet other people that are doing the same thing
9: often? I know uh, I've only run into one other, like, random person in a yard looking to get on a train once. That was in, like, Virginia many years ago. He was trying to go to New York and I was trying to go to, uh, North Carolina. Okay. But I know a lot of other, my friends ride freight trains and just randomly run into people that way that's if not on the same train and like the same like because yards will have like one or two catch-out spots you know they're a good spot to get on a train okay and you'll run into people there or like a town will have only one good yard and one good catch-out spot and you'll run into like everybody there who's passing through good and bad yeah <laughs> There's a lot of different kinds of people that ride freight trains
1: <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely i i can't imagine like what kind of people you run into on the freight trains, you probably gotta be pretty careful with who you trust.
9: Yeah. Like generally the etiquette is like, you don't just get onto the same car as someone you don't know. That's considered like really aggressive. It's like, then you're stuck on that car as it's rolling down the railroad at 60 miles an hour with this random person you've never met before. That's really, uh, that can be really dangerous.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. Like you would definitely have to
9: ask, ask, ask permission to get on a car that somebody else is already on.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that custom. For sure. That yeah. makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, it would it would be a, a pretty crazy experience to, you know, anybody that has been caught.
9: Uh yeah, but actually that reminds me like my buddy, the guy who runs rides thousands of miles was actually in a shitty situation recently where like he was with this couple and there started to be like a domestic violence situation, but he's in a car. that's going 70 miles an hour across Montana and it's like I get in a fight with this dude, I might have to throw him out of this car and then he might die out there Yeah, from, you know, getting thrown out of a train car or he might throw me out of this car. You know, it's just a bad situation and then you have to wait until you're not in a moving piece of metal that's not made for human travel to like handle, handle something like that.
1: Absolutely. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. It seems, it seems wild. It seems like a really fun way to uh, uh, get around the country. You know Yeah,
0: see, see some stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get to see it's some shit that a, other people don't a free see. free
9: way to get around.: It's definitely a free way to get around the country. Like, that's, the exciting parts are the exciting parts, but like a lot of the time is spent waiting for trains, waiting for trains that never show up, getting on the wrong train and ended up in the wrong place. That's probably what yeah, I mean, that's yeah, it's like,
0: I mean, it, yeah. It's like the bus. Right. The bus is the bus is very cheap transportation, but you're at the whim of the bus schedule and when they show up and yeah, whether exactly. or not they have a problem that day.
9: Yeah, and if the bus breaks down on a bridge, you're stuck on the bus. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something. Thanks for calling in with that. Yeah, that incredible. is really cool. That was really interesting. No have a good night that was great that's wild
0: you'll take it easy you know just the other guy went in there it smells like weed i mean you just smoked weed in there it smells like weed in there
1: yeah yeah for sure like he knew somebody was probably in there i wonder how much they care i i can't i think that maybe
0: it has to be one of those things like if you're not gonna make me catch you then i can you know i can be ignorant Like, I can't can't walk into the DPU and see you smoking weed in there and and not tell on you. Yeah, yeah. But if you are quick enough to to grab your shit and hide, I can just feign ignorance.
1: Yes, yes. And, you know, you are listening to them talk on on the radio. You know what I mean? So that, that also helps.
0: But I think also you could say something on the radio, drive your car up to the front and say someone's sleeping in that dpu someone's got fucking a camp going in that dpu
1: back yeah then. yeah i guess that's true i guess that's true but that would be my that would give
0: me the anxiety would be you know what were they not saying on the radio right now
1: oh exactly exactly yeah 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 i mean it it would definitely be an anxious way to travel the yeah. country
0: <laughs> I, I i think it would be yeah i would love to do it it would be fun um i'm sure mm. getting a getting arrested for it is a pain in the ass, but I do love running away from authority figures, especially like train authority figures, because they're not like, they're not that invested. They just want to shoo you away from the train. And if you keep running in the other direction, I doubt they're going to come after you, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is, it's incredible. It's, it's really an interesting, uh, uh, that is a real interesting way to get around. I'm looking at, I I Googled it and there's a lot of hitchhiking stories and a lot of train hopping stories. And I'm like, it's crazy that people do this, you know, thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello?
10: Yeah. What's up? Hey, okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, nothing much. I, uh, have a story and then I wanted to ask for some advice from you guys. Uh, so last week, I think it was last week. You guys were talking about the worst companies to work for. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear and, you. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, we did that. Um, so you uh, <laughs> mentioned Fresh Market and I worked at Fresh Market for a year. Um,
1: right on. It, it
10: definitely, it, it's, it's retail. So it sucks. You guys You worked at it. the
1: number three um, worst company to work for in 2019.
10: <laughs> I should put it on my portfolio.
1: Yeah, uh, like
10: I can fucking. If you yeah, go it, to an
1: interview, and and I've been watching a lot of interview videos just for the show, just to see if I can find some good stuff for us to listen to on the show. And what they always say is like, don't bad mouth your previous employer. But if I was you, when I had an interview, I'd be like, yes, I worked at uh Fresh Market for a year, and that's the third worst company in the world to work for in 2019. So I think I can pretty much handle anything. <laughs> yeah,
10: it was a, uh, I was honestly surprised that it was on the list, but I think it's just because the store I worked at had like night for, at least for managers had like nice management, like the store manager, I think he kind of knew that working in retail sucks. So like every night he would like have the dudes in the meat department make a shit ton of food for everybody. Um, so it was, that's, smart. it was okay. But like it, it was, uh, in a really like fresh markets are always kind of in like bougie parts of town. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like tons of rich people. Um,
1: the food isn't so even special. Weird, like- it's funny because I don't think they really sell anything there that you can't get at like Whole Foods. But it's also more expensive than Whole Foods.
0: There was, man, uh, like when I, I used to do mystery shopping for Whole Foods. And I remember that their cauliflower was always a dollar fifty more than anywhere else. And I just refused to fucking pay it. It was the same branding and everything. And I just couldn't believe that everyone just was like, cauliflower is 450 it's like it's not it's not and everywhere else it's not that much
1: yeah yeah
10: oh yeah no it's 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 so bizarre i worked in produce and like all the produce we had for the besides like a few items that you might not be able to find at kroger was all like the same brand of like strawberries or whatever and you'd have these like rich old women come in that were are convinced that somehow our strawberries or whatever was better than other places. And it's like, no, no, it's the exact same guys. You are like spending so much more money, but I guess that's what happens when you're,
1: you're rich. You yeah. Know. They have no, the no
10: concept of the money you're spending.
1: They even have the same ass, uh, 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 Driscoll strawberries yes. as any other place. They'll put them out in the fucking container that says Driscoll, Driscoll. on it. You're like, motherfucker. These are what they got at Kroger. But uh, I know Driscoll. Yeah, (laughs) but it's tight. It's uh, actually a bad place, and you should try to avoid buying that stuff as much as possible. But Driscoll is just really abusive to undocumented workers who pick the strawberries. Yes, yes. But I mean, that's all they sell at a lot of places. But when you go into a, a place like Fresh Market and you see that the packages say Driscoll on them, you should be like. Oh, nothing in here is better than the other store. I mean, the only place that the produce is going to be better is a farmer's market. And even that's kind of a crapshoot. You know, they can also go out and buy Driscoll strawberries.
0: And yes. Pork. Dallas farmer's market. There's a lot of there was a lot of <laughs> produce distribution places and you would get close out bananas. So they would be dull and Chiquita bananas. It was just that they had a whole pallet full of them that were going to go bad today and someone bought them all they weren't like you know they weren't bananas from someone's fucking farm
1: yeah absolutely absolutely it was so it wasn't a bad place like it, it for you i mean obviously you didn't have a lot of turnover in management yeah. or anything
10: yeah i think my experience probably isn't indicative of like a lot of other people's um just because like i, I we there were there's i'm from cincinnati there's I don't know if the other one closed, but there were at one time two stores in Cincinnati, and the one I worked at was in Kenwood, which is like you know rich, bougie part of town, and the other one was kind of in a, uh, I think it was like Oakley, that uh, part of Cincinnati, which is you know has a, a mixture of like middle to high income families, um, and the the Oakley store sucked to work at. Uh, it was really whoa, whoa. small. Really oh, strange. never mind. <laughs> the managers.
1: I'm yeah, sorry. I got a little weird. I I got a little weird there for a second when you said the Oakley store, and I was like, "You worked for the Oakley store? You had a discount? <laughs> no, no, no.
10: no, my best part, of Cincinnati.
1: No, um, I know. I, I just yeah, uh, uh, I want to wear Oakleys. I want to become an Oakleys guy. Ooh, Brett just gave me a look like, oh, you're looking for Oakleys, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so the other store was worse.
10: Yeah, the other store sucked. Well, I think you guys will think this is funny. So, like, me and a lot of the other employees I worked with, like, especially the guys in my department, like, we knew how much, like, food was thrown out each night. Uh Just, like, so much, like, fucking food every single night and how high the markup we were charging was. So, like, in produce, there'd be nights if it was, like, me and one of the other three guys, we would just, like, take a shit ton of uh produce or salad or whatever, and just make ourselves food because we knew like at the end of, you know, whenever they're calculating shit, uh, what's get gets thrown out. They're not like wasting, there's no money that the company is essentially not getting. Um, so we, we for the year I was there, I tried to make the best of it by just eating as much as I could there for free. Yeah. Um, their, their employee discount did suck though. Like, cause if everything's so expensive, even if you're getting 20%
0: off, it's, it's like, yeah. it was, it was useless. You're still paying more than Aldi. Um, you're paying more than Aldi on everything. Yeah, precisely. The, there's
10: this one, the, there was one dude that worked in the meat department. So like, you know how like retail stores that like, I don't know how often this happens. Cause this was like the only retail place I had worked in. Um, the end of every year, they get to like count everything in the store. Or maybe it's like every so many months. Yes. Yeah, like they, everybody stays overnight and does that. Uh, <laughs> there were a few employees that were allowed to be in the store without like a manager. Um, and the decorations in Fresh Market are really lame. Uh, that's so at the, the along the walls of the store near the ceiling, like above like the cold cases and stuff are all like, uh, rocking chairs. And it's supposed to look like grandma's home. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that comfort on the, yeah, it's precisely, uh, on the produce side, there is this giant like stand-up base. And I come into work one day. One of the guys I worked with was like, where did the base go? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And we look up and it's not there. You know, I'm not like looking up near the ceiling normally. So just never noticed. And, uh, you know, like why would they have taken that? Um, it there turned out. One of bases the are worth a lot meat, of money. One of the dudes, you know, one of the dudes in the meat department, I don't know if he ever really got caught for it. The rumor was uh, that when he was doing inventory overnight and there were no managers in there, ten, one of the other guys took it down and just loaded it into the guy's van. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, like I was like,
0: the the most epic heist ever you stole the stand-up base right if it's a real stand-up base i mean it could be worth several thousand dollars like that is a really good item to pick up
1: right and you can also like you you like nobody probably even noticed it was gone it takes a while to figure
0: it out then you don't know when it happened
1: yeah so you're like oh it could have happened a year ago or two days ago or you can't really even depend on it being somebody that still works at the store you know I never thought about like stealing the tchotchkes on the wall at a like you go to Applebee's and steal the (laughs) fucking sled off the side of the wall.
0: That's a that's worth a hundred dollars on eBay.
1: (laughs) That's a nice sled there. I'm gonna go ahead and take that. (laughs) Oh, that's very funny. Made some money, put it up
10: on Craigslist or something. I mean, uh, just take it
1: to a pawn shop and even get five hundred for it. You could probably get five hundred dollars for it at a pawn shop. I would imagine. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's incredible. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, he
10: did that. Yeah. They they had a really... I don't know how many re- like uh, grocery stores have this policy, but a fresh market, you had to be clean-shaven, or you could have a mustache. <laughs> yeah. I never really understood that. So, like, most of the dudes there did have mustaches. Weird. Um, it just became, like, an ongoing joke. But, yeah, it's, like, really... I, Going into the grocery store where, like, all the dudes have mustaches is, I don't know, it feels like a David Lynch movie
0: or something. Yeah, it does. It It feels like they're all cops or undercover police or something. Like, it feels intimidating.
1: (laughs) You have, I mean, I think, like, at a lot of food places I've worked at, they don't want you having a beard at all. Yeah, Like, not any kind of the bottom. So, I can see the mustache because it's probably not going to. I mean, in their mind, it's not going to get into food. I don't even think beard hair. I mean, beard hair does fall out, but it's not as much as Mm -mm. long hair, to tell you the truth, is the thing you got to worry about. I mean, my wife has long hair and I have her hair all over me all the time, like she's marking her territory, which is smart because I'm a hot commodity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Well, thanks for calling in.
10: uh, Real quick, can I ask you guys a piece of advice?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry.
10: Uh, oh, no, you're good. So I recently started a podcast with a buddy. It's pretty overtly political. I work in broadcast. And about a month ago, my station manager, station director, because the election's coming up, he's like, hey, guys, don't post anything political on your social media, <laughs> even if it's like your personal page we don't want somebody seeing it and knowing that you work at the station, uh, and then coming back to us and saying we're biased, which you know is weird. Cause it's like local news. It's yeah. hard for local news to take a biased approach. Um, I don't have anywhere online where I work. Like I deactivated my LinkedIn page. Um, I, I want to get back on Facebook because I have a bunch of college friends that I think if I've like started posting like, Hey, check out my show. It might get some people in, because they were like, all the people I went to college with were pretty cool. But I'm also afraid that, like, maybe I'm just paranoid. I don't know what it is. That somebody would listen to it that knows that I work at the station and then rat me (laughs) out. Do you think that's something I should be worried about? Should I just say fuck it?
1: Me and and Brett... When me and Brett first started podcasting, we had two partners that were sort of worried about the same stuff. And uh, I, I'm not going to speak for Brett now, but my philosophy was always like, it is very hard to get somebody to listen to your podcast. Now, compound that with like <laughs> human resources at your work to listen to your podcast, or like coworkers to listen to your podcast, and it it's probably you're, you're probably, if, if you don't have where you work anywhere online, like if you don't have a LinkedIn, if you don't have where you're employed at on, on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that, like, I mean, you know, obviously there's a little bit of risk, but I, I tend to think that like, unless once there, there gets to be a point where people in your life are going to find out you have a podcast and that's at the point where, it's big enough that it doesn't matter that people in your life know that you have a podcast. I think (laughs) like, I think there are a lot, if you're doing one, I think, I I think if you're doing a podcast, you are pretty safe when, when you're starting out. And for most of the time, I, I, I just, I cannot imagine somebody listening to it and getting mad and then mad enough to call the people that you work with. Like there's a lot of steps that have to happen to get there, you know?
10: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I feel that. I mean, I think I'm just naturally like a paranoid person. So, <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for accepting the call. Um, can I plug my show real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, called MK Ultra Orphans. It's a leftist podcast. We try to talk about conspiracies and weird shit like that, but through like a leftist lens. Um, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify all that stuff on Podbean, yeah. and uh yeah have
1: a good night guys also make sure that uh you don't like uh uh plug it at work <laughs> or, or like make a t-shirt oh that's, yeah <laughs> like, it's, I, I think you're really I've, pretty safe so i i think you're pretty safe yeah. in that regard
0: i would say you know like what yeah, brian I'm- hinted at is really the thing about podcasting is nobody that knows you wants to listen to your podcast and it's hard to swallow that and I think there is a natural—you can definitely catastrophize in your mind a way where this will fuck up your life. Um, but for the most part, people won't go out of their way to listen to your show, even if they're your worst enemy or they wanted to take you down. They're not going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, they would
1: stop to listen to you talk for an hour, and they probably wouldn't enjoy. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah, it's really negligible. True. And then you gotta like, you just gotta figure out, you know, what you what you if you don't want to stop podcasting because the job that limits what you do says you can't, you know, it's like, you have to kind of make the decision on whether you on whether or not you're going
1: to put it on the line.
0: True. True. Cool. Well, well,
10: well thanks for the, the advice. I appreciate it. You're yeah.
1: welcome. Have a good night, Brett. I found, too. I found the Oakleys that I want. Which ones? Silas S Y L A S S what? S Y L a S with clear. I want a clear frame, clear, like a clear frame. And I want blue, uh, 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 lenses.
0: Oh, I see those. Yeah. Those are sick.
1: Yeah. The clear flame blue. lens. I like clear frame, blue lens, Silas S Y L a S. That's what I want. Those would be the, that if I could get those Oakley's, I would wear those Oakley's. Those are sick. You know what I could do? I could get, I could actually get them if I wanted with the uh, health savings card.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <Because. laughs> true. You can get credit for them. You yeah. know what? You know what? I like uh, my, my Oakley's like as an alternative to the Ray band. Uh, I was always dig. I always dig the Oakley frog skins.
1: Frog skin. Look up
0: frog skins. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm looking them up. That's Me like and a, you just need Oakley's. That's We're like Oakleys guys.
0: California games type uh, style. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are colors.
1: Cool. We should definitely have Oakley's, dude. We're Oakley guys. We're a couple of guys that should be in Oakley's. No other brand, you know? Yeah. You're going to have that O on the side to, like, let people know who you are. You know? Hey, if I wasn't podcasting, I'd still be able to, like, spread mulch in your yard. <laughs> yeah. <like> yep. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs> These mirrored lenses hide all my feelings. <laughs>
1: i did want oakley's growing up holy fucking shit did i want them oh my god and it was like when i found out how much they cost i was so devastated because i was like there's no way my parents will ever buy these for me
0: yeah um i've always i've actually i've been the other way i i've I've, i did have the oakley frog skins i had them they were like a hundred dollars and i treated them like a treasure i don't i and a fucking girlfriend took them
1: Oh no! Um, That's what would happen with mine. By the way, my wife would end up taking them. She took my last good sunglasses that got, I got with the help savings. card.
0: I've got Kazals now, which are something I've wanted forever. But uh, I I like expensive glasses because I do like. I feel like I take better care of them. I just but found I don't some- buy. Them. I never get them though. Like I, I I've. Only ever had like two pair of Oakleys in my life.
1: Yeah, I've only had one pair of good ones, and like I said, it was because I went to the optometrist for an eye checkup, and they're like, "Well, you don't need anything, but you can get sunglasses." You get a and credit. I was like, "Shit, I'll take a, I'll get some sunglasses." You right. know what I mean? And I got some like one hundred and eighty dollars sunglasses, and then my wife took them and started wearing them, and and you know, yeah, I don't wear sunglasses though. I wear a hat. It's one of those things where like guys that wear hats shouldn't wear sunglasses. yeah you gotta have one accessory it's one or the on other head, you know, know. <laughs> unless you put the sunglasses like on top of the bill you know that's a fucking look that's a type of guy look yeah. you know that says
0: you're yeah you're gonna do some extreme sports maybe play some beach volleyball yeah i don't know maybe i might, might have to take my surfing hat
1: off, you know yeah. i might have to take the old hat off my brother yeah. drove by me the other day i was wearing this hat and one of my cool t-shirts and he was like Brian, your clothes are really working for you. He texted me. Oh, wow. After he saw me, I was like, hey, man, I really appreciate that, because I like it when people tell me I'm well put together.
0: Yeah, it's a great compliment.
1: Yeah, Brett told me he liked my pants the other day, and then just so happens I wore them today, and now I'm embarrassed because I think, I would think in your mind you'd be like, oh, I told him I like his pants, now he's going to wear them over here every time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. No, but you know, I'm a disastrous thinker, Brad. If there's one thing I am, it's a disastrous thinker.
0: I, I have my Brian diary <laughs> that I keep upstairs. It's just like, what a weird fucking guy. Well, they're green. he thought just because I liked they're, his pants, he could wear them every single time. That's going to earn him some extra credit. I
1: think mean? the issue is that they're green, so right, and they fit in a way that my other pants never fit. Okay. So it was just sort of like when I was in school, like I was very conscious about like, you could, these are my favorite, this is my favorite shirt. I can only wear it once a week. You cannot wear this. You can't even pull a Monday, Friday, you know? You shouldn't do a Friday, Monday. You know, yes, and it, like it was just like the most devastating thing in the world. One day, when I was in the fifth grade, I was on my way to school wearing my cool Motley Crew t shirt that said Kickstart My Heart on the back. And this girl was like, You wear that shirt every day, and then everybody started laughing. And I was like, All right, I guess I have to put more thought into separation of when i wear my shirts and i still feel that way now although i don't yeah a lot cooler about it now like i've cooled out i'll wear the same shirt twice in a week or something now but if there was when i was in school i was very conscious of it. and when i was in college keep in mind i was 36 years or 32 to 36 years old when i was in college i would make sure that like i knew what i wore to one class so that if i went to that I wouldn't wear the same clothes just to the same class because I didn't want people to be like, the old guy comes in here, and he's always wearing the same clothes. Yeah,
0: I get it. I get
1: it. <laughs> Man, have you guys notice the old guys I'm, always wear the same clothes.
0: I'm actually getting rid of one of my oldest pair of sweatpants. Oh, no. There's no reason to get rid of them. I mean, they look awful, but they do cover up like all the the stuff that's illegal to have out there in the public. Um, but I'm trying to just utilize all my other like special sweatpants and not have special sweatpants, you know?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you got to do it, man. Uh, all
0: right. Thanks for oh, calling funny. Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
1: Hello.
4: Hey, all Howdy.
3: Oh, hey. Made it on
4: the phone.
3: That's Hey, what's yeah. up?
4: My name's Jay. I'm from, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. I'm calling in the absence of my DSA chapter, southwest, uh, Louisiana. Uh, we had a comrade from, I call it lower Alabama, but I suppose they call it the uh, panhandle of Florida that had a deal with, uh, Hurricane Sally. We, um, half our chapter is, I guess, like houseless, roofless, uh, due to Hurricane Laura. Oh, wow. And, uh, y'all invited into the call-in show. Appreciate that. I thought y'all were on uh, Eastern Time, not Central Time. It's, uh, we are at Eastern bad on Time. My part from- oh, are you? Okay, well, I just fucked the times up. My bad. <laughs> I, missed- I missed the early call. It happens. I, I-, I met y'all down at uh, the uh, WrestleMania festivities in New Orleans. uh Brett, not my, Brett got me drunk as piss
1: That sounds like Brett. Alive. That sounds like um, Brett. Yeah. Brett does that. He's a bad I influence. think it's
4: y'all out. Yeet, yeet. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the bad influence. But yeah, I love y'all and I love the community. Um, we're going through a lot down here. I'm currently out on a job. I also work as a commercial diver. I'm diving in the Mississippi River right now with uh, Hurricane Beta which is the new Greek alphabet hurricane that we have. Gosh. Never even heard of that fucking happening in my life. And I'm, I'm from like Florida and uh, I've been down here for like 15 years in Louisiana. hurricanes hurricane kind of a thing. Shit's worse. I'm old. I'm not old. I'm young age. We're young bucks rolling around in the late thirties or so. So it's not like I'm a younger person saying this is something new. Like this is something new. Um, been under the water since like the eighties looking at like reefs and stuff and doing like weird diving things. Cause this is kind of what I do. And, uh, shit's a lot different now. Climate change is real. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just kind of, just kind of going on a tangent. Sorry. been on hold, I'm a, I'm an old, old guy. I'm a dad, you know, anarchist. I got a bedtime. Don't mess with meetings and forms and bedtimes for old, cranky anarchist yeah yeah uh right y'all know what i'm talking about y'all you know what i'm talking about but uh yeah we're going through a lot down here um mostly i just kind of want to reach out to all the callers all the solidarity with everybody that called in because i I got the chance to hear it all live it's fun for me usually wait till like monday or tuesday to hit the show up um yeah i just blanked out we're still going through it Uh, we're three weeks deep in and, uh, we got this, uh, storm that's coming along Texas and then going, so it's got a really weird track and more than likely all the roofs and, uh, Lake Charles that we tarped over, are all that's, it could get rained out and the work was, you know, it's good work. It's good work. Regardless of what happens, things happened already. And what we did was just really solidarity in the community and, and, and helped out a lot with like what they might have had in the house or safe part of the house. There was a bridge in Lake Charles that had one of the casino boats break loose and go underneath the bridge. Somehow the bridge was still standing, unfortunately. Out again. It's my only way into Texas. Um, I go there often. The, the bridge is crazy. They got the bridge out. We're not in the press anymore. I'm kind of call on just spread the word to the street fighters out there. Um we have a GoFundMe. I can send you all a link to that if you want to share it. We've shared it. We made a lot of money. We're a really small DSA chapter that made for what uh for for what we are the shit ton of money. And uh we, we handed out two thousand dollars to a hotel that was basically full of uh climate refugees from Lake Charles. 'Cause uh anybody that gets hit by these hurricanes now is directly climate change. If you have to move from the city that you live in because a hurricane hit it, you're you're a climate refugee now. And that's the way that the press and the media needs to start like speaking about this. Yeah. But they're not. And you yeah. all talked about this earlier. I heard um my comrade I think it was Nathan, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I didn't hear the name, but uh we've been talking through the secret Street Fighter uh, Facebook chat and stuff like that. Um, get up on that y'all. If you don't know about it, uh, it's fun. Thanks for that community. Y'all. I I love you you guys so much. And, uh, you really hit me through some, some tough shit. Uh, we, uh, yeah, that's it. We, we had some black lives matter protests start like right before the hurricane, just to get really wild with it. And, um, the all her whole idea of starting the DSA chapter was just to, uh, link up leftist in the community. Um, and we span like really wide, like it's Southwest of the state, which could be pretty big. Unless you're in like Rhode Island, you know, Yeah. it be a lot of, could be a lot of people or it could just be a lot of people spread out with like 10 lefties of whatever, but we can come together and have a meeting and, um, we're deep in Trump country. So just having three people, that agree with you to get coffee with is like really nice. Um, so it's like, you don't need to start like a leftist group, but make some friends and, uh, try to make like a plan because I know y'all are in a pretty good spot there in Ohio. Um, but, uh, it, it could turn into hurricane country here in like not hurricane yeah. country turn into tornado alley. It could be like tornado alley in like yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Cause if you look into it, that shit shifted in the past five years, which is really weird. And I was wrong. I don't think y'all ever be. I want to worry about hurricanes, but oh, I just had a fucking land hurricane. Any listeners in Iowa solidarity with what y'all are going through. Yeah. right now. Um, I keep my ear to the, to the ground on all these like storms and stuff because of where we're at. Um, we work with another group called mutual aid disaster relief. Um, if you go on the internet it's like mutual uh, mutual aid disaster org really great group um even if you're not associated with an organization you just individually want to like reach out to them and you're in an area that's uh, under threat of climate change due to what these capitalist vampires are doing to us uh, please reach out to them we need volunteers still in um like Charles for sure and we we're gonna we need volunteers in, uh, the, the Gulfport panhandle, uh, Florida area to help out, um, for sure. Uh, and, uh, funding is, is, it's not in the press. We did make money and the money that we made going to push us to like the next week or two. and, And really these things take like months to like uh, really recover from. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, a lot of us have been through like hurricane Katrina and uh mutually disaster really formed out of, uh, what happened in hurricane Katrina in New Orleans with, uh, the common ground movement. I'm not really sure if you all are familiar with common ground or not, but it was a really, uh, radical, uh, action that happened in New Orleans, uh, post hurricane Katrina where uh, uh a couple of like uh, Black Panther elders came together and uh built like a community and a school and a health care center all in the uh basically just like deserted areas of New Orleans that the government just just uh left it left it didn't do anything with it you know yeah. so the people that lived there kind of came together and and built uh a community out of it. That was attacked by uh right leaning militias and then the FBI.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's a lot of times that's the case. <laughs> that's what we're up against. But thanks for calling in. For sure, man. We appreciate it. I do remember you, uh, you know, from New Orleans when we performed. Uh once again, what what's the organization? Where should people send their, their time and attention and money?
4: Uh specifically, uh pay attention to mutual aid disaster relief. Uh, org on uh the internet and then uh DSA SWLA Southwest Louisiana we have like Twitter and Facebook we're uh, constantly posting uh updates on like kind of what's going on down here and we have a uh, GoFundMe if you just go Goog- uh, GoFundMe DSA SWLA uh and if you got a dollar or whatever to throw at it we appreciate the coffee money we're going to put it to good use um and I love y'all. Love the community, solidarity. I'm going to get off the phone so someone else can get on there. Yeah, I just rolled it off. know, I, mean, I would love to talk. I've talked to y'all before. I love you guys so much. We love you. You too. guys just keep on rocking, and uh, the listeners, solidarity to everybody. Peace. Right. Have a good night. Peace. You know. Yeah. You too, man.
0: That's the. I mean, that's that's really like. I think. Um, I I'm not I don't want to I'm not dismissing like the the circumstances that we're in but you know fretting over politics stuff I don't think that my mental energy changes anything. I don't think if I think about how horrible it is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died, if I think about that it doesn't do anything to think about it. No. And and I think that in the coming future um You know, we're all waiting for that moment when they're like, oh, America's not here anymore. And now you're on your own. But it's not going to be like that. America's going to try to hang on to authority forever. Um, but even
1: well past the point where they don't have power, exactly. like even what, even if it gets like delegitimized and shit like that, it's still going to hang on to power.
0: If it can't get enough soldiers to keep people in line and it has to give up parts of the city, even looking at like those right-wing militias, uh, in the wildfires that were running checkpoints and shit on the West coast. Like right now, during these relative period this relative period of normalcy you know i know a lot of people are are not experiencing that but like right now is the time to get acquainted with people that are like minded because you're going to want to know in 18 months you're going to want to know the like minded people in your neighborhood that are willing to give you critical support and are willing to do the work. We need to know people right now that are engaged and ready. This is the time to step forward and say like what you stand for and where and put your money where your mouth is, you know?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does seem like we're, we're in a, what a fucking odd time and the, we don't know what's coming and and uh yeah, knowing people in your city it's like is helpful.
0: And it's like, you know, what's the point of doing food not bombs? It's just handing bread to poor people. Like those poor people are gonna be poor forever if we don't change everything. It makes sense. But when a climate disaster comes to your county, those people are the ones to get activated that are able to redistribute food, that are going to be on the front lines, that are trained with dealing with people in crisis, you know, you need, you need to be this, these kind of relate, these kind of relationships and these networks need to be built. Now you don't need, you, you can't wait for disaster to strike to be like, oh, well, you know, Trump said he's not going to do the election or Trump said he's not going to step down. I guess we should start, start doing something about it. We need, we need stuff in place right now. I mean, we're already behind on it, you know, like we, we need things in place. Today in our own organizations and networks of people outside of, you know, the, the, the normal jurisdiction.
1: I mean, we don't even fucking know what's going to happen in November, the first week of November. Like we don't know what things are going to, I mean, things could really change on that. Not just because you Trump got voted out or something, but some wild shit. There are wild possibilities, especially you know what the supreme court is going to be in the situation that that's going to be in and stuff like that it's like who fucking knows what's going to happen but we'll see you right. know all right uh Ooh. last call all right last call last call
0: thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight all right can can you hear me
1: we can hear you
8: all right perfect um uh Long time uh long time listener, first time caller. I just wanted to um I'm getting a little foggy on the on the timeline, but I want to say it was pretty maybe like uh maybe a month or maybe two months ago. Uh you guys were talking about uh U Line, the uh Oh
1: you know, yeah. the, That's been running for a few years. U Line. Yeah.
8: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're terrible. But um so I think what i from specifically thinking of was uh some people had called in and said um that they had worked in shipping and you know that's what I do so uh um I see U line fucking everywhere and they're they're just awful. Uh pr- they seem to make everything. Yeah. But that people had uh called in and said that they um that they had found like cheaper alternatives to U line and that they had been able to successfully get those swapped out in their places of work and sort of to put out a call to, like, uh, you know, if anybody has a lead on that, just uh, at me on Twitter. um.
0: What are you looking for a replacement for?
8: Uh, Oh, yeah, Uline. Anything Uline.
1: Yeah, we Uh, were, what we did, what we would do is we would, uh, we would, basically, it's like, what kind of i know that they use a lot of stuff but what what kind of stuff would you have to be able to get cheaper in order to get the company to drop you line it would
0: be yeah and then
1: people people, what sorry brett you were the one that did it actually i don't even know why i'm the one talking (laughs)
0: no no i mean mean, we basically we would just have people that worked in an industry that like hey i have i where do you get your pallets from? We use Uline, and other people that have to buy pallets would find another place for them, or or recommend another place. Oh, nice! I wish there was some sort of suggestion engine where you could get like the the best alternative to a Uline product.
1: But we've had people. I yeah, mean, totally. I'm sure people will contact our our uh, if you watch the Twitter feed and. And if you're on Facebook, the Facebook group, because we have success, there's been a few people that were successfully able to help find alternatives to Uline over the years that we've been talking about it.
8: Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's what what I'm talking about. Just anything like I specifically work in trucking. So all that, all that good stuff that you use for like warehouses and, uh, you know, load bars and load straps and
1: and all that, all that good stuff. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I mean, I Amazon isn't any, much better. I think the, is that who we found it through? EBay. Was eBay, eBay has eBay. a lot of, okay. Uh,
0: eBay has a lot of really cheap ac- of stuff, but it's not like a one-stop shop company. Yeah. You know?
1: That's the kind, that's kind of the hard thing to do is like, you have to try to make it as easy as you can on the person yeah, buying but, stuff. And you line's They because they're ruthless
0: they'll sell you the fucking coffee to feed the the employees
1: (laughs) that's true they'll they'll put the coffee next to the toilet paper and bring it in yeah it is a tough one uline is a tough one it's kind of like amazon where that people talk about where it's like you know taking down uline very difficult because consumers don't really buy from uline it's not us that are buying stuff from Uline, it's our employers. And so it becomes this weird game where like, I'm trying to figure out how to save my employer money and also get them to stop ordering from this evil right-wing fucking corporation, you know?
8: Yeah, no, and and Coke is just as bad because they they got Georgia Pacific. So every, you walk into any bathroom in the world, you see Georgia Pacific. Towels, and it's it's bad. But, yeah. And then they get molex, um, molex, uh, those little wiring harnesses that go into computers. So it's like you can't buy a computer without giving them money. So it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really hard because you have to live in the world. That's the shittiest thing about trying to do the right thing. Like every time somebody's like, you know, you just spend your money the the ethical way, and you're like, Well, you still have to like live in the fucking world, and it you gotta have things. There yeah. are things you need to have, and toilets and stuff like that are just necessary. There isn't like an ethical company making shitters, you know?
0: Yeah
8: exactly
1: well thanks for calling in if we get any suggestions i would just uh, uh uh message the show account yeah and then if we get any suggestions we can get them to you yeah
0: let me know yeah just me- let me know who you are and then i'll i'll take i'll field any any uh suggestions we're looking for like a comprehensive supplier for shipping and logistics product products yes basically it, that is not exactly, you line
1: exactly. that that is roughly the s- that is cheaper. It, it, it helps. Hopefully. But even, be, yeah. even if it's not cheaper, like maybe, you know, if you have a, a sympathetic person working for the company, you might be able to talk them into moving to another thing just by being like, Hey, have you ever read Liz U lines, which we haven't done in a while? Yeah. We got to read He's her columns. Yeah. How oh, I'm sure she she's is. I bet a she's fan of
0: this COVID.
1: I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet she's off the hook on the COVID. She's probably having the time of her life right now. yelling. Yeah. Well thanks. Oh for-
0: no. I gotta gotta throw
8: gotta throw in one more detail. But the thing that recently set me off is she apparently traveled to Toronto and didn't have to quarantine for free because she's a billionaire. Yeah, I, I saw that. Her previous remark. Yeah, yeah. Her previous remarks on it were, you know, it I think the restrictions are going too far because it affects certain ages and it affects certain places and I'm like I just immediately tweeted. You know, the side by side of here's your 600% uh, COVID risk for being 70 plus years old, 600% greater chance of getting hospitalized or getting, di- or, you know, dying. But then the, um, the article that I found that, that mentioned, you know, that she and her husband are both in their seventies, uh, also started off with a, with the description of how they're shaping the town that they're located in in Wisconsin, yeah. which, you know, don't get me started. Wisconsin is a, you know, a right-wing hellscape.
1: It's the most but, beautiful state uh, in, in the Midwest, that though. They, That's the thing.
8: Yeah, well, yes, yeah, that too. It's so beautiful. But that they had threatened the town. It's like Manitowish waters, I want to say. But they had threatened the town to not, don- to not make a $300,000 donation. They moved a ramp that
1: was near the pavilion they owned yeah they're they're uh, uh they were holding uh, yeah yeah they they're evil they're the worst they are uh, uh you like one of those companies that like you see everywhere and you're like if people even if people paid even a little bit of attention they would hate this this would be one of those companies that would be almost a no-brainer for anybody to to Absolutely. disconnect from they're they're just a really they're they're truly truly evil people shaping politics yeah and 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 all of that stuff like they they believe in all the worst things and uh you know that's it's it just they're they're really you line is a tough one because i see their stuff all the time uh uh hell it's funny me and brett like I'm sure U Line's the cheapest we could get our shipping stuff for, but we we're like, yeah, not we can't use that one. You I know, we backed ourselves into it. a corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll try to get you connected. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, guys. I started saying have a good night at the end now. That's great. All right. Well, that's the show. That's Street Fire Radio, the
0: call in version uh you can find us on all of your
10: we are sorry but the show has ended twitter machine
0: your apps yeah twitter facebook uh youtube spotify google play all that stuff oh
1: come on we're there come on what just one weird one just one one weird what podcast app uh, <laughs> you used to give them every once Todd in a while. Yeah, you'd be like, on Twitter, Google Play, SoundCloud, and then you'd be like, Yeah, Pod Ninja. And you're like, "Okay, oh, is anybody using
0: that? Yeah. Scrobbler.fm.
1: Still cannot figure out why somebody would use a different podcast app unless they were using uh Android. Right, right. Your if I'm you're learning. using your phone, your iPhone can handle it. It, do, it yeah. does all the stuff.
0: iPhone podcast does work well. Uh, well, it works. W- we will be back on Wednesday to do, do another live show. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. We love to see from you. Alf D'Ewella, congressional baseball fan, Ryan Tennant, Nick Thompson, Red Wizard. Y'all. Hey, Nick. And so much to the show, and, and i love to see your commentary. So please come back and find us on, you know, twitch.tv. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get a free subscription on Twitch. So get your old ass over to twitch.tv, set up an account, subscribe to Street Fight Radio. We'll get like $3 for it. It's working. We're getting extra money. Plus, you get fun emojis over on Twitch. Exclusive emojis you can't find anywhere else. And uh, we've got more coming to the bonus bonus show support street fire radio at patreon.com slash street fire radio peace oh and also mother father.